What's up, people? Hotep Jesus. We back. No, it's not an episode of Hotep's Been Told You. Today, uh, there's a very special episode where I get to interview my homie, my partner, my ace. You know what I'm saying? Been riding through the political trenches with him for about at least half a decade now, at, <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. At the very least, a half a decade. But before we get into that talk, you know, I got to pay the bills. Um, right now, I'm raising money for my tech companies. All those links in the description box below. So make sure y'all get tuned in. Um, Wazo is doing very well. We've carved out some nice niches uh, as far as the uh, vi camera vision technology is concerned. So we're doing, we're really honing down. We got like 16 main metrics that we do people counting with. Um, some interesting things um, like heat mapping, so on and so forth. Um, and even descriptions of people. Uh, we'll, we'll even be able to divide your, your building by gender, which is kind of interesting in 2020. <laughs> but uh, without further ado, my nigga, Uncle Hotel. Uncle Hotel, what's good, y'all? Not much, man. What's going on, man? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, yo. I just did a um a day at the beach with the fam. Oh, okay. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was trying to just stretch my legs in this white man's oppressive world. <laughs> <laughs> um, you going to the beach this week this weekend? Cause this is holiday weekend. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to pick some apples. We're going to apple picking tomorrow. And okay. beyond that, I don't know. I just cooked out this earlier today. I don't know if I'm doing beach or anything. Uh, I am getting rid of the kids on Sunday, so uh, we might plan to do something then, but I, I don't know. Okay, okay. That sounds like a dope weekend. Anytime you get rid of the kids, it's definitely a dope weekend. Dope time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I want to talk about you as a kid, and we're just going to just walk through. I just kind of want to understand how you become the man you are today because you're a very interesting individual. You fit into a very unique niche, which is rare amongst the black stock of men. Okay. So you grew up in PA? Yeah, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, majority of the time, a little small town, Exton, Pennsylvania. Who? In Exton, Pennsylvania. I don't okay. know if you've been out there. In oh. um, um, in primary Westchester, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, <laughs> and I mentioned this plenty of times before. You know, it was like I don't know, like a middle class neighborhood uh, back then. It wasn't, it wasn't like it is today. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you'll see a whole bunch of people of color in these middle class neighborhoods. Back in them days, you no know, man, you could count like in one hand how many were <laughs> on there. You know, so it was just, you know, me, my mom and, and dad out there um, stayed out there till like, I don't know, uh, freshman year, high school. Then me, my, my mom and uh, my dad split up. So me and my mom moved to an apartment out in Westchester. Uh, and then that's so I'm kind of between Exton and, and, and Westchester. They're, like Westchester's a lot bigger, you know what I mean? But, you know, okay. Exton is really like a one it, it's it's just like a like a little small like neighborhood you know what i'm saying right suburb yeah 
So, so did you deal with racism out there? You, 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 you're, you know, one of the few um, found. What is it? What do they call them? Um, what Joe Biden call y'all? <laughs> um. <laughs> What do you say? It's an outstanding. What do you say? Foundational. Oh, <laughs> oh I outstanding case. Extraordinary. He said outstanding or extraordinary. extraordinary yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as racism, hell yeah. You know that white man was vicious back then. I don't know what <laughs> happened. You know, like the white man of, you know, the early eighties, late seventies, in you know early nineties is a lot different than what it is today. Um, you know, I had a lot of fights. Um, you know, it was a lot of name calling. You know, usually I was only a black kid on the bus. Um, so, you know, I had a lot of fights with white folks, man. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and that's why I kind of see the difference between some people that that never really dealt with like on a daily basis, uh, racism, like how they cry about it today. Yeah, you know, um, I really didn't have too many friends. I only had like my one neighbor across the street. I was cool with him. Um, but I really didn't have no friends until like, you know, me and my mom went, went to Westchester. And then I hung out, you know, there's some black people up in Westchester. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, so I, I, mean I, I, I was just hung with the, 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 the homies, I, I, a, a, a group of brothers. And, and, and that, that was my clique for the rest of the time. But yeah, definitely. Um, all types of names, man. All types of names, you know. And I remember one time, I don't know, what, some like some kid called me, I don't know, baby black porch monkey or something like that. <laughs> so I got, I got, I was sitting in the beginning of the bus. So I got, I was got, I was mad as shit. I was, I had enough of it, right? Because yeah. there, old bus was left. I went back there, smashed his head into the, to the, to the, you know how the, the bus windows are. <laughs> Smash his head in the window. <laughs> bus driver. Said, oh man, it was a female. She was like, man, she turned the whole bus around, told trip around, went back to school, dropped me off, kicked me <laughs> off the bus. And then I explained to the principal what happened. And he, you know, I could see that he was just like, when I told him what happened, he was like, I didn't even get in trouble for it. You know, it was yeah. just like, I don't know, like back in those days, it was kind of swept under the rug or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the times, you know, I felt like, and I listened to him. Like I remember, my mom bought a um, like a silver Camaro. Right, mm. <laughs> white mm. folks is mad on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> a silver Camaro. Yeah, it was like a regular Ooh, Camaro. Man. Yeah. It was cool. It was like nigga. You know how much the white man loved a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> so. How'd y'all get that? Grand Theft Auto. It's like we had to steal it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, so sometimes I think it might have been a little resentment um, that we were able to afford the same neighborhood, same house as they were in. You know, to be honest, I would have rather not grown up there. You know, I, I I told my dad that I was like, well, I don't want to live here, man. Like, well, while we out here, you know, what I mean, I had the stuff I had to deal with every day, mm -hmm. you know, and he gave me the rundown about, you know shine tear up the neighborhood so he can't live out there that's i mean that's that's how he told me i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it that's exactly what he told me he said you should ashamed to say it but niggas tear up shit that's what he said <laughs> you know, that's why he's living out next to pennsylvania um so but you know i think kind of i think that because i ran into that later i seen people like you know 
mad like that they want to stay above you like us mm-hmm. you know and i to me i don't like i don't i don't get that you know like i don't care what you do man do the best as you can do you know what i'm saying like <laughs> but it seemed like there was some people were mad and had an animosity that um we were on the same level that we were that they were and like i said there was only like there was a the, the bensons and there's there's one other black family lived there for a minute you know so i can name it like and there was this jamaican family one of your your peoples right <laughs> so that's that's three right yeah. and it was at least like i don't know close to 100 over 50 100 houses it was a nice little small size neighborhood you know like yeah. you take a walk around like twice you get did a good mile or something like that yeah um yeah that's how i you know i dealt with a lot of uh racism coming up um i don't know how that affects me today you know like i said i i, I think some, some of these people are crying and that's why i think i can go on poll because i've heard all these jokes before i know how the man can get vicious you know a lot of these people look at that and they never grew up around these people. Like a lot of people go, a lot of these people online, cause I, I hear y'all, y'all talk about the suburban blacks all the goddamn time, act like we don't got no saying nothing, we ain't black, I hear y'all. But on the, on the flip side, what y'all talking about, we really lived, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. y'all go to these, like, what are y'all complaining about? Y'all went to all black school, mm-hmm. nothing but people look like yourself and you still got crying about something. You know what I'm saying? What are you crying about? You should be like they should be uh lucky they live there you know i mean look i mean lucky um how they were raised you know when they were enriched and you know that's something i was kind of um jealous with jealous of a little bit you know i mean i felt i felt like um i think i might have missed out on some cultural things you know but my like that's my parents weren't really like that they weren't like they weren't woke you know i mean he was but that was like um a conservative vote, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but he still voted for Lyndon B. Johnson's party. But, um, <laughs> um, and my mother, she grew up on the main line. The main line is like a wealthy neighborhood in uh, PA. Not that they, she come from a rich family, but, you know, she had an um, air of, um, uh, what's it, what do they call it? Um, what? Respectability politics. She oh. seemed like she was. She's like one of those, you know, Lee. Okay. Don't act like good. <laughs> <Don't act> like- <laughs> That's my mama, yep. <laughs> my mama got a lot of respectability politics with her. <laughs> Don't you dare embarrass me in front of these white folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how many times I heard that from my mama? <laughs> I'm like, mama, why we can't with the white folks thing? <laughs> Yeah, for real. Yeah, so that's how you know. I mean, I did, I did, I did experience. You know, saying, um, no doubt it shaped me. You know, what I mean, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I don't. It is what it is. You know, because if like I, 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 I know damn well if it was reverse. You know, I mean, I probably had the same people had the same problem. So it was no big. I didn't really. I mean, I got in a couple fights, but nothing too crazy. They ever called you the N word? Um, no, they wasn't really that. Like that wasn't really the um. Like when I was in the bus and while I was on going to school, like they wasn't really. 
that wasn't really like a um, the the lightning phrase that it was today. Mm. You know, that kind of changed because you know they were saying that on Sanford and Son. They were mm. saying that on um, what's the guy uh, moving on up? What was that drawn? Uh, George Jefferson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that was my era, you know. What I mean that's when mm-hmm. I was like a kid and growing up. Nobody was like, like I say, they would call you baby black, porch monkey. You know what I mean? All African jokes, like they they was them type of jokes, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really n word. No, uh-huh. I, I, it it must have came like out because you know I stopped like like I said I moved to Westchester. Then I did, I just hung hang with the Bulls. You know, I'm a Bulls, so I really didn't. You know, after that it wasn't really like that. But you know. Um, not not back in X. No, not them. So you were in high school. Was you, did you play sports? Was you, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I played uh, football. Um, I was all right. I made an all-league all honorable mention. Um, oh, yeah? Was, Which, what position you played? Uh, defensive end. Oh, um, yeah? That's how you was feeling? He's coming off that end line <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was all right. I wasn't like, I wasn't. It wasn't my best game, best sport. I, I probably should have kept playing baseball. I stopped playing baseball um, again because, you know, um, I was only brother. It, <laughs> that's one thing I, I, I kind of messed up on. I kind of I should have kept playing baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I really didn't have any friends, you know, playing baseball. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was only brother on the team most of the time. And, you know, there was a few white kids I was cool with, but a lot, a lot of them I just wasn't cool with, you know. Um, I like that's the thing I, I I see today. Like, like if white men don't like me because of who I am, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm just not gonna fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, and I I see the people complaining about it today. Like, like there's plenty of people in the world, man. People, some people just ain't gonna like you. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, I I I kind of like in middle school. I and another thing, you know, I came. You know, my, my parents were together, but, you know, it was uh, a kind of dysfunctional house. You know what I'm saying? So that affected me well. Um, there was a lot of alcoholism. Uh, there was a lot of domestic violence. Um, now I, I I see how it's like a, uh, a catch-all thing now, like domestic violence and stuff like that. But I really lived it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I've had to make the call the cops. You know what I'm mm. saying? I've had, you know, see uh, one of my parents get beat with a baseball bat. You know, mm. I see, I seen the blood. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so that mm. you know, I, I, there was a lot, and that happened in like <clears throat> a while. You know what I'm saying? From like, it took my mom a lot while to to leave, and that was like freshman year uh, high school. So, you know, a lot of was um, it just your mom's or, or you too? No, I mean, I was. I mean, he did, he just used to beat your mom's, or he never beat you, or if I mean, I, he only hit me like. He only disciplined me like twice. It wasn't like wow. It was like it, it, right. it was um. It's I don't know how much they want to say. Um, right, 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 right. One of them had a drinking problem, and one of them like when someone got drunk, somebody hit the other one. You know, because mm-hmm. they was tired of them drinking. You know, what I mean mm-hmm. that's how, it, how, how right it went. And you know, my dad was he was raised down south, and he was like it was a different set of rules back then. You know, what I'm saying? right, right. Um, so. But no, he wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't like he. He never like undisciplined. He never disciplined me for no reason. Like, 
you know, and he only hit me. I, I can't I swear I can remember. He only hit me twice. Wow. And so it wasn't oh maybe three times. But, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't something like I didn't deserve or anything. Like it wasn't um it wasn't like he wasn't ever callous towards me like that. But you know, mm. I think he had that we really didn't have a good relationship because you know, like, dude, don't stop hit my mom, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a couple times, man. I remember one time. Like, they got into it again. I'm like, oh, here we go. So he was in the CB radios, right? And, like, mm. you know, and that's the ham radio. and Not, not to, um, so he had a microphone with, like, a, a iron, like, a short microphone with an iron base at the bottom. So it was mm. heavy, right? Mm. So <laughs> I grabbed, I was sick of it, man. I took it one time, and they was fighting in the middle of the hallway. I took it and it was heavy. I took it and threw it at him. Right, <laughs> he was a big boy, man. He's he was six one. Yeah, I mean six foot and like I don't know two thirty, two forty. You know, and he chased me out the house, outside the house. It was crazy, man. And like mm. that was the only really time. You know, what I mean, I was just got tired of it. You know, what I mean, but uh, right, right. Th- but that was that was another thing. You know, to, that uh, that shaped me. You know, what I mean, it was just that. Uh, and that's also, I think, how um, I kind of it kind of hurt me not being around other people that were in a similar situation because there was really nobody I could go go to because there, there was nobody in the neighborhood that going through the stuff I was going through. Mm-hmm. You know, I had cousins, you know, that lived in a couple towns over, but you know, I didn't, I couldn't, I wasn't there every day. You know, I couldn't see them every day. You know, this was before internet. This was before. You know, uh, talking people and some like ride shares. You couldn't see the people every day, so um, I think that was a, a big uh, influence in my life as well. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me just check the. Um, I know we have super chats. Um, Aztec Mega ten dollars super chat. What up, bro? He's a hotel to the people. Looking forward to this conversation. Don't know who this notable exception is. <laughs> that was it. Notable exception. Yeah, that was it. But uh, he seems like a good dude. Hi, just busting shots. Much love to the Hotep's. Peace, bro. Drew, he said Hotep and Bill. Hotep, Saxis, uh, $10 Super Chat. Thank you. Um, Anthony GN said, happy Friday. Uh, my eyes drooping lower than HJ right now. <laughs> I'm in Oregon right now. This is from Fudge Mayo, but want to support. What's up, bro? Appreciate you. 215 in the area. Um, yeah, man. Damn. Um, so you play sports, you play football, right? Um, dealt with racism. Yeah, I dealt with some of that shit too. You lucky though. I used to get my ass whooped. My dad whooped my ass. And you said three times, nigga. I got my ass whooped three times in a week once. <laughs> <laughs> This is there was Jamaican military ass whippers too. Them shits was organized. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, but um, damn, yo, yeah, that's a wild upbringing. Um, and then and then you don't have no brothers or sisters, right? Well, I do. Okay, Um, half half brother. I had brothers on my dad's side. You know he. He grew up in North Carolina, and, and before he came up here, um, he had a, 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 a daughter and a son. Okay. Um, my sister, uh, Bonnie, she passed away cancer a few weeks, um, like a while back. Um, and my brother, Vance, you know, so. But, yeah, I never grew up with them. I mean, like, I remember I never, I don't think I met, 
like I met him when I was real young, but before I remember the first time I ever met him, met him, I was like, I was like eighth. That was the eighth or ninth grade year. You know, mm-hmm. the first time he came, he drew, he drove up here, and I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's cool, feel cool people. Um, but you know, it was just like, I don't know. You know, I, I I never I never, but yeah, that was another thing. You know, it was it was uh, I was by myself. I was the only child. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so a lot of that stuff that happened in the household, it like hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, it was like, like I said, I never had nobody really to talk to. It wasn't like, um, like today where you have all these focus groups and you can get help everywhere. You could go online and talk to people, you know, the counselors. It wasn't even like that back in the day. You had uh-huh. to, you had to pull it from the muscle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you go to your prom? Did I go to my prom? No, I ain't go. You said, fuck that. Yeah, I mean, like, the high school I went to, like, it was, I went, 91? You know, it was like. That wasn't a thing? or um, Because now you got to go. You got to flick it up for the grand. Yeah, yeah. But we, it was like the crew I hung out with, we wasn't really, it was kind of, like, we was cool with everybody. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, it was only brothers. It was only, like, I only had black friends, you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> right. Um, it's like, we was cool with the white folks, and we was cool with the, some of the black folks, but we wasn't really totally cool with, like, like we wasn't, we were just on our own clique. Like, if it was today, I think we would be, we would fit in with the blurs or whatever they call it. You know, we used to play, mm-hmm. hang out, play video games, mm-hmm. uh, play basketball, play video games, Madden. You know, I mean, this was when Sega Genesis came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we would just rock out with that. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't really hanging in the streets. We wasn't selling dope. You know what I mean? We was like, all our, like, <coughs> all our parents, I probably had parents, working parents. You know, nobody was, uh, none of the parents was like on that shit bed, you know, um, we was, I think we would have fit in with like the blurs and it wasn't like, nobody was, we wasn't like, it was, it was just like, we was like, screw it. We're done with this school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that there, there was racism in the school. I remember like, this was funny. Like I remember the junior, you know, the junior year, they vote for, uh, the, your senior class presidents and stuff like that. Okay. Now, right, right. Like the school makeup of blacks was only like it was probably look it was about the same national average a little bit less it wasn't that many black folks in there. Every position was black, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who voted for? And come to find out, like when they gave us the senior yearbooks, they didn't put a picture of the class. That's what type time. That was what type time that uh, Westchester was on. They left them out. They had to. They had to reissue. The NAACP got involved. They had to reissue yearbooks with the, our class presidents and them in in the yearbook because they mysteriously left them out because it was all black class. You know what I'm saying? It was it was crazy, man. Like we had a um, football coach. Like all the brothers that played, he didn't help nobody get no scholarships. None. None. No, he said he didn't believe it. And he said you should go to college on your 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 academic worth. Who said that? The our our, our football coach at the time. Black and, people, uh, white dude. Oh, this white guy, man. Wow. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, he would help out. He would, some of the white folks, you know, they would help them out, like talk, talk, get in touch with the coach with that, that. You know what I mean? So some people would call that systematic racism. I mean, it was to me, it was just this dickhead coach. You know what I mean? That was, um, I don't know, being an asshole. You know, because yeah. the coach right after us, he hooked all the brothers up. You know what I'm saying? It was just uh. like the time period I went through. It was kind of we was kind of mis- unfortunate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but uh. So you yeah. were a victim of systemic racism. I mean, I mean, you could you could say that. You know, I mean, he didn't according really to, to according to what the left would describe it as. You were probably, you were under yeah, the they would white supremacy. They would probably say that, but I mean, I don't know if it was systematic. Like it, to me, if it was systematic, somebody would have to tell him to like, yo, man, don't hook no Negroes up, man. Like somebody higher up from him. You know, mm. to me, it was just him being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he, he, like he said, he said it. You know, he told it, everybody. He like, um, he has fought racism. His own being racist thoughts. His own wife. I mean, this is like he had to overcome racism in his life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So this was type. This was what you know. Like, I'm so confused about like people of today talking about racism. I'm like. It was worse in the eighties and nineties. I'm like, where are y'all getting at? Like, you guys have it easy. This is like, <laughs> this is a piece of cake with what these people are going on today, you know. And uh, you know, and, and I did, you know. And the thing was, I grew up in you know the Jordan. This is when Jordan just first took off, man. And there was a big difference between before Jordan and after Jordan. You know what I'm saying? If if you want to. If people want to know, get back to why these Paul started. He was started. <laughs> it was because of Mike. I swear to God, Mike had. It was just like, you know, we was kind of. Um, I kind of saw it both. I'm I'm saying that to say this. I kind of saw it both ways. I I kind of saw, you know, the the racism, but then I kind of saw the shift that that started to turn, like where it was like they started to look to black folks for the the style and everything else, like, like big time, you know, hip hop started to explode, you know, um, you know, that like the NWA era, that was like my era and stuff like that. So it just kind of started to change, but, you know, then I, I, I went out, I graduated, went to college. Then after that, I went to air force, but I, I'd really been, I didn't reap the benefits of it. I, I, I bolted, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I kind of saw that that change start to come up. Uh, uh. So you started. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I definitely see the same thing. Um. Yeah, yeah. Black became popular. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. So then you like fuck it. I'm going to the military. Yeah. Um. I went to school and I think, you know, coming from the environment I did, you know, I, I kind of just wanted to escape because even though we, we had moved out, there were still problems. Like I remember one time, like my dad burned my mom's car, that, that Camaro we was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) He lit it on fire. Yeah. The shine lit it on fire. man. He had him over one night. They start arguing, fighting, and stuff like that. He left. Then I was, you know, I was all wound up. Then I hear something outside the apartment complex. I look out the window. I say, "This shine getting in my mom's Camaro." Took off. I woke my mom up. Like, yo, 
took the car, took the car. She called the cops. A couple hours later, yeah, we found your car. It's on fire. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> this dickhead, right? <laughs> Had to go to court and everything. I, I was fingering him. I, I, I turned, I, I turned to Kashi that time. I was like, <laughs> Your Honor, who did it? I was just like, <laughs> maybe point him out and stuff like that. Um, she ended up dropping the charges. He ended up uh, paying the worth of the car so she could get a new one. She was like, my mom was like, I don't want him to go to jail. He go to jail. He go to jail for a long time. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, I was, you know what? And that was, you know, I was mad about that. You know, I, I wanted her to uh, light his ass up for all them years of abuse, mm. um, but she didn't. And strong. Did she make one. the call, right call? I don't know. You know, um, mm. uh, that's, that's like that's that's just like Meg. What Meg said. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't know. You know, uh, I I kind of felt. Um. What's the word for it? Uh, betrayed by that, you know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, uh, but you know, mm. it, as I grow, as I become an adult, you know, now I know understand what you know the choices she was facing mm-hmm. and why she did what she did. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like as a kid, or I think I might have been sixteen or seventeen at the time. You know, as a kid, I didn't understand it. Yeah, I just wanted like, man, throw his ass in jail and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as an adult, you know, I can see. Uh, why she made that decision Mm. how do you how do you put that into words right like making that decision because i understand why women make that decision i don't know how to put that into words though um like what is that like what is the (laughs) it's a difficult one right like is it like this undying loyalty is it anti-statism is it like black over everything? Is it this is my child's father? Is it? It might have been child's father. It definitely wasn't black over everything. My mom is she's the furthest thing from a Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, not, not not that she was like right, 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 right. But yeah, she's not that on that power tip. Right. Um, I maybe loyalty. Uh, definitely a son's father. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, while well, while she told me she didn't, she didn't never left because uh, she didn't feel like she could handle it. You know what I'm saying? And she had a good job. She was a nurse, but you know she couldn't handle it. Now, um, mm-hmm. so maybe that was part of it. You know, um, it must have been loyalty because she never really had a boyfriend. She never got remarried or got married or anything like that after they separated. And they, you know, when he died, she was there with him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I don't know. I I, I I guess you see that in a locker room like that. But um, he passed away. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he passed away from cancer. Mom's still living. How long ago? Uh, I think he was 67. Oh, wow. So it was a while ago. Or 64. Mm-hmm. I'd have I'd have to do the math again. It, it was it was in his mid 60s. Okay. When he died. Okay. No, what year, though? Oh, what year? Um, Fuck, that was like what? Jade is six, so that's twenty. Hold on, let me give me a (laughs) (laughs) Jade 
in six. So there was like three, I think, I mean, two, 2013. Uh, so it was probably like 2011, I think. Okay. 2011, okay. I think. 2011. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. So you were, you were grown by then. You were old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was grown. You know what I mean? I had, uh, I had bought my house and everything. Um, so how did you take that? How did you take that? Were you like sad? Were you dancing on his grave? Like how was that? <laughs> like what was that emotion like? Well, this is what me drove me to like. I had to go to rehab and I stopped drinking and stuff like that. Um, I was kind of mad, you know, because it was it was cancer, so it was kind of a little drawn out thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, my brother came up here, and we had to help him get right and stuff like that. And uh, uh, what bothered me the most was I, I like at his funeral, I didn't cry. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know what, like I don't know what happened. You know, I just I, had, I was cried out beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. knew he was going to die. It was like one oh. of those things. And there was litigation. You know, we went to the. Um, Cause he went to he was a he was a Vietnam vet, so he went to to the VA, and they didn't they messed up his treatment. Like they they should have seen the mass on his lung like a year before, you know what mm. I mean? But they didn't. So we went we were suing them, mm. right? But it happened in Delaware, so we really didn't get too much money. We just got like some some money. But so we knew talking to Laura, we knew he was going to die, you know, soon. So it was like. You know, let by, by, bygones be bygones, and like help him, um, in in you know enjoy his last couple of days on Earth. Right. You know, um, I had long put that. I didn't really have, you know, that type of animosity. Like I guess some people would think I had. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, there was there was two sides on that. Why? You know, I'm mm-hmm. not condoning what he said. Right. But his explanation was, like. Like I don't know, he I, maybe he thought he could beat the alcohol out of somebody, the alcoholism uh-huh. out of somebody. Like, but you can't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what the hell you're talking. About. Like, that was stupid. Right, right. But I, on one hand, you know, I had misgivings with with the alcoholism and how I was involved in that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, so I really, it was like there was. <laughs> It was kind of rough on both ends, you know what I'm saying? On but different different ways, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really dancing. I, I I didn't really have any like. You were older, much older than too. You, you basically, yeah I, yeah. Oh, I was man. older, you know, like when he died. But right. I had <clears throat> I had I had I had a couple heart to heart talks with them, mm-hmm. you know, because I was mad. I was like, it didn't have to be this way, you know, because. You know, as I got older and I ended up getting relationships and I could see how other people's family was, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. why do we why do we grow up like this? You know, why did I have to it didn't have to be like that? Because that affected me for a while, man. I was hurt, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, especially when I saw other people, you know what I'm saying? Like wow. you gotta put you gotta put the energy forward. Like we wasn't the Huxtables, you know what I'm saying? It was right, like right. that's why I used to hate the Cosby show. Like, <laughs> what kind of nigga? Like what kind of nigga shit was this? This is like this. This ain't the black folks I know, man. Yeah, you know, cousin house. There's roaches on the floor. There's crack house in the, You know what I'm saying? That's the only reprieve I had. A couple cousins, you know, they was kind of uh, their parents was kind of messed up, but you know they was 
they didn't have any mo- as much money, you know. My, my, like my, my dad never had money, you know. What I mean, we was right. wasn't broke, you know. Like, like this guy had a Cadillac back. You know, I mean, you know how <laughs> you know how black folks get. You get a little bit of money, you get a Cadillac, right? Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> you couldn't be so, a black man in that time and not have a Cadillac, <laughs> right? Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it, like, like my home was broke. We wasn't broke, basically. Right. Right. So. Right. Uh, you know, only a reprieve I had, you know, was my had a couple of cousins. They they was their home was broke too, but they was broke. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, sometimes I get my uh, chest off with that, you know, with the with them people. But um, you still cool with those I, cousins now? Yeah, um, one's messed up. See, this is why I know, uh, you know, a lot of the problems that, that happen in the community today is is due to to upbringing and stuff like that, and environment. You know, what I mean. One is in and out of rehabs. The other one is in and out of jail. The other one is a chronic drinker. You know, what I mean, he can hold a job, but he's he's a chronic drinker, and and that's all stems back to how they were they were they were raised. Mm-hmm. But you know, I never like I said, I never um, I wasn't uh, I never really had it. Um, I wasn't never mad at my dad for that. You know, even though I was at the time. I never held it against them like that. You know, I I don't know how people do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he wasn't a dick, maybe because he wasn't a dickhead in other ways. You know what I'm saying? He was kind of fair with everything else, but you know, but I, I couldn't see it then because I used to hate him like that. You know, he wouldn't like when I was talking about baseball games, they wouldn't come. Neither one of them would come, Mm. you know, um, (laughs) <laughs> like rarely, you know what I'm saying? Wow. My mom would kind of come sometimes, you know, when when I started playing football and stuff like that. Yeah. But that was before the super like I said, she's not like um, you know, today is like you got the moms, the super moms. They they every every kid's practice and stuff like that. It wasn't right. like that, you know what I mean? Uh you know, it was like uh you get a break from each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. Um I don't know. It was just uh, I, I can't call it. It was it, it was fucked up, man, but yeah. I guess it made me who I am today. Yo, I, that's what I'm hearing. You know, that's exactly what I'm hearing. You know, and, you know, what don't kill you make you stronger. Where am I at on the Super Chats? Hold up. Let me let me find my place. Um, Natasha, Kayleen, thank you. She said, thanks for sharing your story. Uh, John J, big love, unk. Y'all stay doing this. I'll keep the cash coming. <laughs> All right. Pee from around the way. Love this sentimental talk, fellas, but at some point I want to know how Unk got into Pogs. <laughs> we ain't get to that part of the story yet, yo. Uh, Power Gray, five dollars super chat, John J. Um, these old heads steady talking about the stock market. Boy, you better invest in the Glock market. <laughs> John Lemley, what up? He said, Good evening, appreciate you. Chat Gannon Stan Productions. Your story reflects mine a lot, Unk. Thank you. Uh, them fries need more folks like y'all as a role model it's inspiring us to people rise above the circumstances and still be true to themselves I hope to work with y'all when I get my nonprofit started reach out we definitely down to work Lauren literally what up she said Unk, uh, how has your life changed since having children we gonna talk about the, the kids Fudge Mayo KKK rally in Westchester in 1991 PA had a capital out there towards Lancaster yeah oh shit I remember the KKK was by me Yo, real day. quick, I remember I was that at, at when they, I remember that day when they came out there. Like it was, uh, 
they came out there in, you know, it was, uh, I think it's Gay Street or Market Street that comes in the Westchester. All I remember is like they, they had the undercover cops on the side. People was, they was shit patting people down because people was trying to get the bricks off, right? <laughs> All I, I will never forget this day, man. Like it was kind of snow. It was kind of snow on the ground and it was, they was marching through. I got this snowball. I picked the snowball real quick and I just threw it like, phew, hit this bull right in the head. Like, bam. I never, <laughs> I never had a more accurate throw in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you hit a, a white man in a KKK hood? No, they didn't have. They were. They didn't have. None of them really had hoods. You know, but they, they was just KKK. Yeah, yeah. None of them really. I don't think any had the hoods. You know, but it was. It was wild. It was almost. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Down that day, man. I'm telling you, hold it was up. wild back then. Hold up, hold up. KKK marched through the hood. March through Westchester. Westchester's like Westchester. Yeah, we marched yeah, right through town. Yeah, little neighborhood. They marched right through town. This was yeah. a licensed protest, or they popped up. License it was licensed. License yeah. protest. Like, yo, we coming to demonstrate. Let y'all know we out here. Yeah. And you pop one of them crackers in the head with a snowball. Yeah. <laughs> yo, we need a motherfucking Uncle Hotep monument ASAP. Yo, Black History Month. We are telling the Uncle Hotep snowball story, son. What? That was real rap. I was there that day. Nigga, you know how I'll be telling my grandkids? You know, I smacked that crack upside his head on time with a with a snowball. Yes, I did. <laughs> Boy, what? Yo, they had to get him out of there because we they had a little in case, a fenced casing where there was march or like where they gathered after the march was over. They hauled ass, man. People was trying to get over there, man, and they ended up locking up one of our bulls and we we marched at the police station. Then they had a whole bunch of state troopers. That's see, Pennsylvania had them big boy state troopers. They like you gotta be six one. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was crazy that day. I'll never forget that. Oh my god. Damn. History. History. Y'all write that one down. Y'all write that one down. Don't forget that is that is a classic moment in history. I don't got that under my belt. You know, I damn. That's I would feel so good if I if I could just tell that story. You know what I'm saying? I might lie and just tell you tell Greg it's your story. Back in the day, they used to call me Uncle Hotep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hotep Tiger, uh, great interview so far. I can see similarities with Unc's mom and my mom. They both have a good heart and loyal as hell. Yeah, I definitely see the similarities. Um Hotep with it. Alcoholism is a beast. A lot of folks won't understand it. 27 now have a different perspective of these spirits than uh, most of my age. Stay with it, family. Word up. Brody McFarden, $50. What up, Brody? Appreciate you. He said, much love for Unc. Such a good soul. Hotep and Bill, fam. Yes, sir. Chad. Chad said, um, Unc quoting body count lyrics from his own life. Damn. <laughs> Big hug to the young Unc going through it. Word. Pete from around the way said, tell the snowball uh, snowball story anytime a shine on Twitter calls you a coon. <laughs> You're basically Huey B. <laughs> Word. Word. I went, yo, couldn't nobody tell me shit. Who you calling a coon? Don't you know in 1945 I hit the KKK upside of the head with a goddamn snowball point? You better fuck out my mentions. What? Dima Zaja, she said, Uncle Hotep, super mom here. Uh, doesn't think it is necessary to show up for every practicing game. Do you show up for all your youngins event events? Um, 
the games I think are more important than practice. Like practice, I think they should be definitely be on their own. Like you, you know, maybe show up for a practice here and there, maybe, you know, but I think practice they really need to be with the coach and like focused and lace it in and not distracted. Um, but yeah, the games, yeah, you know, you know, my show you don't make it to every game, but she come to the some of the games. Um, Chad Lemoyne. Uh, Unk must have been a leader in uh, outfield assist with that arm. <laughs> Clack that fool in the head. Kent Darrow got to animate that snowball moment. Hotep and Bill, for real. We need the whole anime cartoon with the with him, like the, the audio from this. I need somebody to make that happen. Take the audio from this interview with him telling that story. And let's animate that shit, yo. We're going to play that shit every Black History Month and Hotep Day. Are you serious? Hotep Day 913, by the way. Make sure y'all put that on your calendar. Hotep Day 913. Um, all right, cool. So so let's move on with the, with, with, with the saga, the, the Uncle Hotep saga. Uh, you joined the military. Yeah. Now you join the Air Force. Yeah. Now, you know, not every nigga could get into the Air Force. You have to be a notable exception to get into the Air Force. Uh, I mean, it's more acknowledged that that's like you probably get the the smarter, um, not yeah. non-college uh, graduates, you know, going in the Air Force. Yeah. Uh, don't, best believe me, there were some shines in the Air Force. I, I mean, I, I encountered <laughs> quite a few shines in the Air Force. That was dumb as rocks. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I chose the Air Force. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I did. I thought maybe the, the uniforms were cleaner. You know, my dad was telling me in the Army, you'd probably get paid a little bit better. Um, I just, I don't know. You know, um, I know I had to do something. Mm. You know, um, I you think was 18, I lacked, 18 when you went? Say again? You were 18 when you went? No, I think I was 1920. Okay. So it was like maybe a gap year after after high school. Yeah, yeah. So what were um, you doing in that in that year? Well, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I went to here. I went to uh, I went to college for a year. A community college or no, no. To uh, I went to Kutztown. Okay. Um, drank too much, party too much. You know, I think yeah. uh, I think all that time of you know, I don't know. I I think I had too much, so much of a stressful childhood. You know, I didn't really. I didn't have any guidance. I didn't have any discipline. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, like even in school, I could I could do whatever to get by, but you know I wasn't. You know that's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? When you get to the next level, you know. So I didn't really have any discipline, and that's why I went into. Uh, you know, I, I came home, and I was trying to figure it out. Mom's getting on my nerves. Then one day she threatened me, "You you better get it together or get out." And I was like, the next day I was like. I went right down the recruitment office. I walked at my black ass right down the recruitment <laughs> office and like, signed my ass up. I was going to go to Air, the, Mil- the Marines after high school, but I changed my mind and went to college. Mm. So when she said that, I went, to, I, went, I went directly to the Air Force and signed up. I was like, man, I'm out of here. I'm not trying to hear to put it. Because <laughs> sometimes in my, in my mind, I think some of the stuff, my, my faults, I don't want to blame her for it, but I'm like, you know, they concocted what they concocted. Uh, so, but, you know, I'll never, I'll never regret it. It changed my life forever. Mm. You know, um, I, yo, listen. <laughs> when I got on that plane and when they dropped down, you know, I caught hell. And this was only the Air Force boot camp. And everybody will acknowledge this. 
it's probably one of the weaker boot camps. You know what I mean? It was right. hell. But yo, I it's still you gotta wake up at five thirty in the morning, do your bed, you gotta exercise, you gotta, you know, stand up here and repeat all these goddamn phrases. But what it did was it treated me it taught me discipline uh-huh. and how to get up every day and go to work. It's like I'll never regret it. Yeah. I'll never regret it. You know, yeah. um, would I re- yeah. rec- recommend it everybody? But no. But that's what I needed. You know, I think um, growing up in the environment I did, you know, um, just trying to stay sane, you know, I think uh, some of those things eluded me. You know, I didn't want to listen to them on, on some of the stuff they said because I'm like, yo, you're beating her ass. You're drinking too much. Like, why am I listening to you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, it taught me discipline. You know, I went to, I got, I got to see the world. Uh, I was in Germany. I was in Italy. I was in Saudi Arabia, um, Denmark, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It was some mid, middle European country. I, it was we was out there. I'm like, I don't know where the hell we're at. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, I can't, I, I cannot remember where we was at. It was like for two weeks. Like I don't know if it was two weeks or a weekend, but it was, it was a pretty cool place. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't want to stay in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wish, you know, in hindsight, I probably could have did a 20, 20 years and got retirement and then maybe figure out another career and I could have been getting paid double. Um, but I, you know, you are the, the government slave, you know what I mean? And I figured that out real quick, you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. So oh, yeah. once I, um, I felt like I got what I needed, uh, I, I got out. Yeah. So, so, um, let me ask you this. What was that, that day like the day you're going to the air force that first day you had to go to like the bus pickup spot? No, my dad drove me to the airport. Um, and a recruiter met me down there. Um, okay. All I remember is commercial. Yeah. They, yeah, they fly. Yeah. And air force, yeah. The, the, the basic trainings in San Antonio, Lackland. Um, I just remember I, I like I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like, like I thought it was, you know, like, I, I don't know my mental. I mentally I wasn't really there. I was just like, man, it, the day's here. You know what I'm saying? My mom would start crying and she was like, oh, my dad, don't start crying. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying like, oh. I, mean, I was like, what are, you, what are you crying for? But when I got there, I was like, mom, I'm homesick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, mom, I'm going to go home. <laughs> She, but you know, she told me you gotta stick with it. You you can make it. You can do it. And you know, um, I did. You know, and um, how many, it was we, rough. How, how many weeks was it before you broke? It was like, Mama, I, I want to come home. Oh, before I called, um, I don't know. This must have been like four or five weeks, third okay. or fourth week. Man, it was just okay. like I remember days where you like you they give you all the chores. Like you had to clean up and everything, and then it'd be like it'd be like nine o'clock, and you like you finally hit the bed. I remember a time I hit the bed, and the next thing you, you it's like that. The next thing you wake up, you hear the lights come on. They're like, I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's five o'clock already. <laughs> like, you know, they would work you to death. Well, you'd be tired as hell. You got a new type of energy out there. Um, but uh-huh. the, yeah, it was just that day going there was just like. It was crazy because then I didn't, I didn't understand. <laughs> like, 
like when you met the meet the drill the drill people at the airport when you when they processing you and shit like that they say i think you say uh sergeant such and such airman handy reports is ordered you know what i mean but you're supposed to say that once right and then answer the question i kept saying it like i i misunderstood it. i i guess that's got some autism i kept saying it after every time they asked me a question the motherfucker said what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> pick up your bags go wait there for the bus and take your ass home i saw i swear i got i thought i was getting kicked out this <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I, I picked my bag up and start waiting for the bus i'm like is i it's over already <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got kicked out, right? <laughs> they got fired on his day off. Yeah, I swear I got fired like the first. I I didn't even think I made it to boot camp, but then it was like, but that's when they like they're just um busting your balls and they tell you get back in line and shit like that. Okay, and, you know I figured it out. I mean it was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any so friends I met from there. Uh, lifelong. I, I follow a couple people on Facebook, but it was it was a good experience. I wouldn't trade it for a world. I remember. I I, I think finally in my Air Force days, I might have should have stayed in there a little bit longer and seen the rest of the world. But I got How out. How long were you there? Um, I think I did three and a half years, and I I got out early because I I uh, I did the rest of my time in the reserves. Okay. So I, I go went home and I started going to reserve unit up in Willow Grove. Uh that was some I bullshit. The reserves is a whole nother story, man. That's the good old boys, and you know, oh, they're all cops, and you know, you know what they be talking greasy. Like if they, you, you, get, they're all cops. This is back in them days, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so there was uh, only like five of us black reservists. We all sat at the same table. <laughs> all the rest of them were cops, and yeah, I used to hear some of them cop stories, and I'm like, <laughs> matter of fact, a Jersey cop, a Jersey state trooper. Uh-huh. Like it was one time, uh, I'll never forget it. He t- he was telling Friday he didn't care anybody heard. You know, uh, I guess a, a Jersey trooper was chasing a guy. He ended up crashing and killing. Mm. They caught up with the guy who you know was the cause of it. They said, "Oh, we made sure he was dead before the ambulance came." Dead ass. I'll never forget it. Oh, Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's how they get down out here, yo. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Jersey. That sound about right. State trooper? Yeah, state boy. Oh, yeah, them stadies? Oh, no, you don't want to <laughs> fuck with them stadies. Oh, no. You get pulled over by a statie? Oh, yeah, you might want to just go live and just start screaming Black Lives Matter, nigga. Oh, man. Um, Hold on, let me check the... uh. Opinionated junkie, what up? He said, uh, Satan Nation in the building. Oh, yes. Pam S499, uh, appreciate you. She, he said, uh, 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 Hotep with it said, Unk, uh, what you foul stuff know about Fort Hood? I never been to Fort Hood. What's Fort Hood? That's another fort? Or is that I think it's name? Army Base, but I've only been, uh, it was. It was Lackland Air Force, Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. Mm. He said a lot of folk from high school saying it was wicked down there. Was it bad when you no, were I've been in to Fort Dix in New Jersey? Okay, where was it bad for you in in in, in boot camp? Was it a bathroom? No, was it bad for you? Was it like like 
you know, was was boot camp hard? Not physically, no, but um, it's mentally tiring um, because you got to do a lot of stuff, you know, in a certain amount of time. They work you to death. Um, but it wasn't really it wasn't really hard. It was mentally it was mentally more tough than physically. What do you mean, like work you to death? Like, what was you doing? Say yeah. Yeah, like what? Like when you say working you mentally, like what are you doing? Like what did they have you doing? Um, you know, you got to learn all the the moves. You got to learn reveille. You got to learn how to march. You got to learn how to shine your shoes. How to, to how to press your uh, your your uniform. Uh. Um, you got to. They test you. You know what I mean. You got to learn stuff, and you got to. They give you tests. You know what I'm saying. You had to pass mm. tests. We had jokers fail. Oh my god. Yeah, jokers fail test. Um, so yeah, that was you know that was uh the first part of the physical attitude. Like the Air Force standards weren't really you know up to par with the other. Uh, and you was an athlete in high school anyway, so yeah, I was I was I was fine with that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like once I got my wind, you know, then I then I stayed there for my my uh, my job training. So I was in I was in Lackland for like four or five months, man. So. I heard you. Um, I heard you train. You went to you went to sniper school, right? No, man. I went to. Uh, <laughs> I want. My goal was to be a police officer. To be honest, okay. And I went to. It was security forces, but you know, law enforcement, security force. That's what the training was. Mm. Um. So that was my job at the Air Force. You know, but as far as Air Force concerned, yeah, we we shot more guns than the the majority of Air Force members and stuff like that. Mm, mm, mm. Dope, dope. Um. So, so, all right. So, three years in the in the in the Navy, you like? I mean, in the uh, Air Force, and you like? Fuck that! I'm done with this white man's army. I'm gonna go out here. And then, what's your first gig out like professionally? Um, I had some bullshit security job. I did okay. for like Dude, security, right? Right. Um, eight months. I don't know how long they fired me. I was sleeping on a job, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I, you know, I applied for a j- the the job at the jail, and I got it. You know, what I mean, you get you get five extra points on the in, job in Delaware. I applied for a uh, job at the jail, and I was still thinking I'm on my way to be a police officer. So I, I was like, well, let me get the job in the jail. That may be a step forward to being a cop. You know, I, I kind of wanted to be a cop, but this goes back to my childhood because. I wanted to stop, you know, you know, domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, you know, there were so many times I called the cops. Like, I don't understand. It was, it's such a, it was so much different back then. Like, you call the cops now, they, they lock your ass up. It was like, you hit who? What? Oh, go to jail. You know, but back then it was like, you you might get smacked in front of the cops. They ain't taking you. You know what I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I kind of felt that way, but you know, I know that was kind of misgivings, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, anyway, I get a job at the jail. I started working at jail. I worked at the jail for three years in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, Gander Hill Prison. Mm, what was that like? That's, that's another job. I'll, you know, I'll, uh, I'll never forget that, you know, um, and I'm glad I did it. You know, there was like, I'm glad I quit, but I'm glad I did it in the first place. Um, you know, working in jail is 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 like... It's a different kind of grind, you know what I'm saying? And and to be honest, 
that your coworkers are worse than um, your uh, the inmates sometimes. You mm. know what I'm saying? There's a lot of a pettiness and cattiness, you know, um, especially politics. Yeah, you know, a lot of politics down there too. Um, it, but it, it kind of helped because I wasn't from the town. I, I, I didn't grow up in Delaware. I, didn't, I hardly knew anybody. Shouts out to Nerd. I didn't know anybody in Delaware except for like my one bull, but I didn't know all these people. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Wilmington know each other. Everybody in Delaware know each other. I didn't know none of them jokers, you know? So I, I was talking bad shit things. I, mean, I was just like, nigga, jazz and jazz. I used to have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I kind of felt like it, I could do more, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing that, the, the only really thing that made me switch, like stop was like, you, cause you can make decent money. Because there's always overtime in the gym, right? You had people making like, I don't know, back then sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, you know, working in a jail. I'm like, you know, you can make some decent money out there back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you had to do for Delaware, your pension was at 30 years. So you had to do mm. 30. I'm mm. like, I'm not nobody's work, nobody's making it in a jail for 30 years. Mm. I seen the people that end up working 30 years in a jail, the nerves get them. They walk in. They walk in the halls, and their face is all messed up. They drink it. Like you have one guy with just alcohol. His, his skin is all you know. You turn that pink color because they had to deal with the stress. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So I was like, man, I gotta get out of here, man. I gotta do something. I can because all you had to do was count to sixty. There were sixty inmates on the tier. If you can count to sixty and had a heart, you could work at a jail. <laughs> and that's I'm like, man, I know I'm smarter than this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I don't know, man. If 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 it was like 20-year retirement, I might have stayed, you know. Yeah. It was kind of low end for the, the pay to, but you know, yeah. you stay there long enough, you you know, them good jokers were overtime, they'd be killing it. You know, some people right. are making damn near uh 90, 100, you know what I'm saying? They've been there a while. Right. Um but and you know, I just seen last year they had a riot down in uh Smyrna, and one CEO got killed. The same one you worked in? No, nah, it was the one down. Oh, okay. It was the one down uh, middle, Smyrna, middle, yeah, Smyrna, Delaware. Yeah. Uh. So, it, you know, I got one fight down there. His inmate, man, was talking shit all to me all the time. And he did one of them head bumps and he bumped me, right? And I was tired. Of, I swung on him. <laughs> I, I put a knot right in the middle of his forehead, man. <laughs> you know, this bitch ass did, man. I don't know if I ever told this story, man. Like, so he was talking all this killer shit, and he was gonna kill me for months, man, and shit like, oh, mm. beat your ass, you handy bitch ass nigga. You know he's bidding on me, you know what I mean? But trying to get the pat pass the time off. But I was like, man, shut the hell up, man. Like, and then when he, he got in my face one day, and he he bumped me, so I swung on him, man. I was I was ready to go. Mm. He ain't swing back. He was just we was tussling. I was trying to tag him, man. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, inmates broke it up. So I go back in the bubble. I thought it was like, well, we just shot the fair one. Fuck it, man. You know, we don't got to call the code or nothing. The, the, there was a CO in the bubble. He should have called the code. He should have been like, code one, code one. And, you know, and the boys would come down and beat his ass. But yeah. he didn't call the code. He was just shocked. Like, I'm like, well, you got nutted up. Anyway, I go back in the bubble. This joker, the dude I fought, the inmate I fought, after all that killer shit he was talking Man, hours later, he he fall out. The nurse comes. Nurse comes at like eight o'clock every night, right? Right before the nurse comes, he go lay down in the middle of the damn uh, dorm, and like nurse, I need to see you. And what's wrong? 
I, I need to go to infirmary. CO Handy assaulted me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this bullshit. Now all this after all this killer talk, we throw hands, and now it's like, oh, CO Handy assaulted me. Uh I was like, you bitch ass motherfucker, man. <laughs> I had to take statements and all this shit. But you know, they signed it. They made him sign. He was shine. He was a shine. He, he he just did that trying to get out early, trying to get it. You know what I mean? Even people yeah. try to do anything to get out of the sentence, man. Yeah. Like, man, they made him sign something that you you will take no further action. It was a squash. But yeah, that's the type of time that you know was on. That was the most physical thing I, I think I got into when I was working in jail. Yeah, he was he was plotting that shit. He like, yeah, you know, I need yeah, to, man, was, I'm a lesson my time. If I can get this nigga to clock me upside my head, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's trying to grift his way to the infirmary. <laughs> <laughs> he damn sure was, man. Damn, that's wild. So what is it mentally about the prison that just makes it like some people just so stressed like that? Uh it's dealing with inmates and dealing with your coworkers. Um, it's like you go to jail for eight hours a day too. You know what I mean? You you can't talk to nobody. You you just you watching these inmates. You know, uh, some of them smell, some of them funky. You deal with uh, some of them just dirt balls. You know, in in real life, um, you know, people that pedophiles. Um, that that uh, there was just one famous case where Anne Marie Fahey, the guy who killed Anne Marie Fahey. It was this he was this big shop Delaware lawyer. He killed his secretary, I think. He put her in a chopper up, put her in a cooler, um, and threw her out in the ocean. He was in there. Um mm. but it's just that that daily grind, you know, and then if you want to make money, you gotta work overtime, but you gotta do a double shift. So you sometimes people were in there for 16 hours and shit like that. Mm. Um mm. and you know, it's the inmates, you gotta watch them inmates. Sometimes they 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 fight each other and stuff like that. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't wall to wall violence and shit like that, like you see on TV and shit like that. Um, I don't think I remember seeing too many people leaking. They had a couple of people. They have they made a couple of people leak. I ain't gonna lie, um, but it's it's basically the pettiness, and you know, it it de- it depends how you deal with inmates. Like, so if you have to yell and scream and stuff like that to get their point across. You know, day after day after day, you know, it it, it wears on you. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. And then, what about like your coworkers? Right? Like, are they are they racist? Because this is Joe Biden's territory we're talking about now. <laughs> well, the majority of people that um, worked there were black. You know, it oh, was. Okay. Like, I don't know the majority, but it was high. It was it's higher. It was higher than the population. So they had niggas locked up. With niggas watching them. Yeah. But that, that's another thing that when you put niggas in charge, sometimes the pettiness comes out, man. Like, uh-huh. like, oh, come on, man. I I don't know what to, I don't know how to make out this, man. Sometimes <laughs> it's just like, man, get the white man out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call the white man. <laughs> Y'all here tripping. <laughs> no, nah, but um, you know, I I just took it like I didn't care what color. Man, sometimes I would, I would be harder on the black inmates because I'm like, man, y'all should know better. Y'all shouldn't even be in here. Why y'all fell for the trap? Mm. You know. Um, but it seemed like there was people. There was, there were some white COs that took care of the white inmates. There were some black COs that took care of the black inmates. 
you know, um, I try to keep, like I said, I, you know, I, I might give the brother a harder time, but I really wasn't in there to do nobody any favors. And plus I didn't, I wasn't from Delaware. Like a lot of those COs, they knew, they knew a lot of these people, man. You know, they went to school with them. It was their cousins and shit like that. It was all nut shit. You know, um, I remember, um, there was this one CO, uh, and I think he had like a mail order bride, like the CO culture is crazy. It's like, it's weirdo stuff, man. It's like, matter of fact, if orange of the matter of fact, if one of the true things of orange is the new black, I don't know if people have seen it, but how the COs are, that's pretty much an accurate description. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's 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 another it's like a another culture you know what i'm saying you don't really get recognized for anything but you're part of the law enforcement community but you're n really not you know what i'm saying mm. only inside the walls mm. you know um it's real clickish and stuff like that um but yeah you you had to you had some of the the black ceos would would try to give favors you know what i mean but I don't know. It, it was just eye opening. You know, Delaware isn't that there's not that many blacks in Delaware. But you mm. go you look inside Gander Hill and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, man? I'm like, it was wall to wall shines in there. I'm like, how is this even possible? I couldn't mm. believe it. Mm. You know, I'm telling you, it would be an eye opener because if you look at the demographics of Delaware. Right. You're like, where did all these black people come from? <laughs> you go look inside the jail. They all in jail, man. <laughs> like, you know, so it was like, Dang. I don't know, man. It was, it was, it was an eye opener about America. And that's why I, I kind of, I'm glad I went there because, you know, you saw what America's about. You know, they're trying to keep that money train going, grind people through the courts. You know, I, I heard a whole bunch of stories. It was just, it was, you know, I learned about the shine. You know what I'm saying? I seen, because like sometimes in some tiers you could listen in you could buzz into the inmate cell but mm. you also could listen to him talk shit you know what i mean the whole night mm. and some of these people just they can't stop selling cocaine they can't stop riding them rims you know i'm like come on man like what you had plenty of opportunity to get out the game man and then yeah. you know listen them jokers down Delaware was getting that money man i'm telling you they was getting that money for real out there mm. you know but uh I seen people like you know people star athletes. Bull said he had a uh, uh, scholarship to North Carolina. Blew it. He in jail. Mm. It was. I see a lot of stuff in Delaware, man. Mm, mm. Scholarship ready to go. He caught caught up in the streets. Yeah. Oh, another victim of of Joe Biden. God damn. Oh, hold on. let me let me check out these chats. Make sure we good. Um, uh, Uncle professional shineologist, <laughs> Patriot J. Uh, Fudge Mail. My wife said uh, they had they had those scorpions out there. Yeah, man, that 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 jail life. I know it's just you know that's that's got to be um, you. Yeah, like you said, like everybody's locked up, right? Yeah, and so that's that's got to be told on you. So then after that, like, what do you do? You know, like. Well, I got tired of doing it, you know, so I, this was like uh, right before the 2K, you remember the 2K fucking era, you know, like Watch, Y2K? Yeah, Y2K. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I got tired of 
counting mates. I was like, man, I got to do something better in my life, you know. So I went to computer school. I, I went to Chubb. You know, it had like a, I think it was five, six month program. Uh, so I, I switched to sw- swing shift at the jail. So I would go to school in the morning, computer school in the morning, and then go to work at, at the jail at night. You know what I'm saying? I did that until I finished the Chubb. Um, then I uh, I searched for jobs, and it was kind of hard because I kind of missed that. I was kind of, I was that, I was just, I was slow to get that real money because they was just giving away money before. You know what I mean? Then it then mm-hmm. it slowed up. So I missed that gravy train right in the beginning. Mm. So I end up taking a, a lower entry level job loading computer tapes, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pulled it. I, I, it sucked. You know, I had to take a step back financial wise and stuff like that. But, you know, I end up you know, ahead. And now I've been in the industry ever since in the IT industry ever since, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the only reason I went to. Yeah, computer work is because I I felt like I couldn't last thirty years in working in the corrections, and mm. I felt like I could do more than count than sixty. Man. That's all you mm. had to do work in the jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So you uh, Chubb Institute didn't do right by you. They couldn't get you a job. They couldn't. It, it, like you said, you just missed that train. I kind of missed that train, and then it was kind of over. I guess so, oversaturated because this is when everybody started going into computer yeah. field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All them mm-hmm. certs and stuff like that came yeah. out. Um, a lot of people, I think Chubb had a class action lawsuit because they people were saying they promised them jobs. They couldn't get any jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I think you got to put in. You, it, it takes luck. And like you said, I, I I see. I took I took a chance and went down. You know what I mean? I went down, I worked at, at loading tapes for a while, then they promoted me. <laughs> they promoted me, I worked there for a little bit, then I, I was still sending my resumes out, so I got uh, what I, it took me about, I wanna say a year and a half to get like a, a, a job I, I thought I was gonna get when I got out of, straight out of Chubb. You know, I got a service, help desk job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was on the help desk for 10 years. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, when you get land that help desk job, that's like you like I, ah, I'm in there, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, that's another thing I, I experienced a lot of racism from. I don't, want, I don't want to cry about it, but you know, it's funny. Like you, I was black on the service desk and stuff like that. Um, and I noticed a lot of people wouldn't. They didn't want. Some people don't want my help. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Some people only talk to me when I could help them. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. crazy. I didn't really, but see, I like, I see people make threads about stuff I've been through. Right. Like they make uh, talking points, uh, uh, think pieces about stuff I went through. I'm like, I don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I, I had to unlock people's accounts and, you know, then I see them in the hallway, they'd be like, <laughs> I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it, it didn't really bother me. Like, because I I grew up like, like I said, if I take it, like, all things considered, I grew up facing that abuse before. So this kind of passive stuff is like, (laughs) white folks are excellent, man. This is a piece of cake. (laughs) 
I had to fight them white boys out there, man. I'm like, I ain't worry about y'all. But you know, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. It's just, but like I said, I, I, a lot of them, they just want to stay ahead of black folks. You know, I think, um, I think they felt some of them felt threatened. You know, I've seen some people write stuff like that, and I'm like, you know, um, but. That's <laughs> I don't understand why because, you know, we're not your enemy. You know what I mean? You should you should be true. You should be rooting for anybody to to succeed. I think a lot of them are fail are uh, victims of propaganda, just like you know people with Mark Lamont Hills and them and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's no big deal. You know the thing is, that's what the establishment does well, right? They install this idea of racism within. Uh, whites and and that idea was you know i might be poor but at least i ain't as poor as a nigga right Right. so then when you like you said your mom's had a new camaro right yeah so like my parents black couple they pop up on the block they done cop the biggest house on the block (laughs) you know saying white folks was having um block parties every year we popped up that one year the 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 neighbor calls us cheek was like you know, we usually have a block party around this time. What happened to that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like, I'm not your competition. You right. know what I mean? And the whole time they thought black people was a competition. It was really China. Right. That Chinese man whooping your ass. And they seeing that now. <laughs> See? That the Arab man that came over here and 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 and, and mastered your immigration laws right that was like your enemy so it wasn't us but um yeah you know i i remember passive aggressive racism you know i never made it to the help desk you made it to the help desk you know what happened i had an interview right Right. in new york city and i did not get the job and Uh don't you know like i want to say a week or two later um was 9-11 and to get oh, to that okay. job, I had to pass through the World Trade Center. Okay. So, like, it was a good thing I didn't because yeah. I don't know if I would have been in the World Trade Center or n- near the World Trade. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so in hindsight, I was like, wow. But, I, you know, when you say you did help desk, I'm like, damn, yo, like, I, want, I wanted to be help desk. Because help desk was like, you didn't make it as a nigga. Yeah, but you were you were close. You you had the opportunity after you did after you did well, you could move up and do other stuff. Yeah. Um, I liked it though. You know, um it's a grind. Right. But I tell you what, I you know, um I was never good talking to people. Um mm. but after 10 years, you know, I can hold a conversation. This was part of, you know, when I after I started making videos and stuff then, um uh, but you get I get to for the people that did talk to me. You know, there was I, I know I'm talking about the stories of people that don't like, but that that's still a small minority. It's not a lot of people that right. were acting that way, right. it, but it was a few. But the majority of people you could laugh and joke with, you know, and I got to learn right. how to talk to people. And, and, and like you work at that job, you you got to like you got to be friendly with people. You got to understand them. You got to talk them through stuff, you know, and that was one of my shortcomings, you know, and I, and I think I worked at it long enough that it became a plus in my in my feather. I could uh, feather my cap. I could I could talk to people easier. 
Um, I made lots of friends. I knew everybody in the company. No, and like, cause everybody had to call to help this at one time or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, this was when computing was still kind of new when they had the big ass monitors and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I got to know a lot of people and, you know, I don't know. People respected me. You know what I mean? It was, it was cool. Um, but I, I liked it. You know, uh, I wouldn't want to do it forever. You know, I, I got sick and tired of it because, you know, I, I didn't take the direction of the department, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was cool. I'm glad I, I, I worked there. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, that's great. That's great experience. You know, I, I just remember, I remember, so like you said, Y2K, right? Like Y2K was, that was the tech boom. I remember working with this Asian dude um, in the IT department at L'Oreal and he came in to work with like this tricked out Honda. I'm like, yo, how'd you get the money for that? He said he bet on eBay in the stock market. And that was like my first introduction to niggas like getting paid off the stock market. So I know exactly the time period you're talking about because IT was popping. But yeah, yeah help desk was it was the shit, man. It was like at that time, IT to get help desk was like really like the real big end to the industry, man. And and you know what it was? It was like it was either that or you was breaking bricks, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you either worked retail for like, you know, somebody or or you was outside working. Right. You know, but you became a notable exception and the help desk was like that way that's dope so how do you get to be a black republican how does that happen right like what was was your your mama was a republican no no my dad was democrat Um, okay my mom pretty sure wrote democrat too but my dad he was he watched fox news you know I, i like he was like one of those you know what i mean okay um they voted Dem- he voted democrat but you know if you just go by what he's saying you know he was pretty uh i, I guess conservative you know um mm. how did i become black republican i, I don't even know if i'm black republican now i, I will say <laughs> i'm more cons- black cons- conservative right um you know i got guilt tripped into guilt guilted into voting for obama like a lot of black folks did <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Join at work was told, oh, we got we can make history. I was like, I don't know about his policies. I don't know about this. You know, well, we gotta make history. I'm like, <sighs> then my uncle called me. What you gonna do over the election, man? I'm like, what? I was like, I was like, Ron Paul, man. He was like, you know, Ron Paul's racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I wanted to vote. I wanted to vote for Ron Paul. Yeah. Um. So after the Obama years, I'm like. Uh, but you know, I have to understand. I, you know, I went through the Bush years. Mm. I was like, oh, "What the fuck is with this Bush shit?" Like, I was, I was, I was really perturbed about, you know, the Iraq War, the second one. Um, mm-hmm. I thought yes. that was a miscarriage of justice. Uh, war crime should have been handed out. Um, I was disgusted by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that that made it a little bit easier for the Obama. But you know, I was they, after the Obama years, I was like, man, that dude was fraud, man. And he didn't really do nothing for nobody. You know, um, I didn't really. I could see why he got away with stuff because you know he was a good communicator. He could talk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but right, right, I wasn't really into that into politics like I was, you know, with this coming one. Now Trump came in with you know he laid out with everything he initially wanted to do 
stop the foreign wars. He came out and said the Iraq war was a mistake. And I was like, like, finally, somebody said that, you know what I mean? Mm, like, mm. why is nobody saying it? You know, mm. like that was a fraud. I mean, we we should like, I still don't understand how we we're getting by that. You know, I know they can't go back on it because they will expose how, you know, mainstream media pushed it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Trump, talk, it took about Trump talking about that, you know, and uh, everything else, immigration. You know, I was like, we're losing the battle, you know, black, black America. You know, I don't know why people call me coon or whatever, but I, I, only, I, I base my politics off, you know, b- black folks. You know, I'm not I did. We got to control immigration because they're, they're going to take your jobs. You, know, <laughs> you add more workforce into it, it's going to make everything cheaper. They're going to take your job. You're going to work for less. You need to take your put, take your pick. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of black folks don't see that see it that way. I'm like, like, and and on top of that, like you're you're inviting job competition for your children. Mm-hmm. Now your children are gonna have to fight even, even extra hard, you know. Um, so that's why that I mean I, I guess that's how I came, you know, I jumped on the Trump chain early. Um mm-hmm. I think I made a video why I'm voting for Donald Trump. I'm voting for Donald Trump. I made it early. I had a red hat on too. I got I I, I swear I was one of the first, if not the first. Bef- you know, before Grifton was Grifting. <laughs> before Grifting was Grifting. <laughs> you know, and um I think Cernovich, uh I don't know how he he, he spotted us out and uh put me in what his uh his documentary. His uh, yeah. Yeah, movie or something like that, right? Yeah. And he was the only nigga. <laughs> No, he's the only nigga. He was the only nigga with a MAGA hat. <laughs> Hold on, man. I think, uh, and you know, I didn't really get like I, I drove down to New York and we sat outside and did did a, did an interview. He didn't end up using it because it, it was too much sound. So I had to record something in my car and I sent it to him. Um, but yeah, that that get, started getting me a whole bunch of followers. Um, but yeah, that's how I just felt that Trump. I, I decided to take a chance on Trump. Mm. You know, I don't regret that. You know, I wouldn't. Hillary would have been the same old, same old. Um, I think Trump, I think he tried to do mm. what he said. You know, now I know that, like, some things on foreign policy aren't for negotiation. It don't matter what president is going to be in there. Um, But I think he tried, you know, but he got blocked. You know, I think we should have expected a lot of this stuff get blocked. Of course. Um, And, you know, some of this, that two party, one party is, is, you know, essentially true, you know. um, But I think you're going to have some outliers, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, they don't mind Trump, but they don't really want him in there. You know, a lot of them don't want him in there. Um, But we'll see. Um, but that's, I guess that's how I fell into the, you know, Republican, you know, I, 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 he started, started retweeting me. I started getting a whole bunch of followers. I remember I used to work on my Twitter account all the time. I couldn't get no followers. He were too, I see all these people following me. I'm like, oh shit, man. I'm like, oh man. I started getting scared, man. I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Because now you got, once you tweet something, you have a whole bunch of eyes on your shit like that. I wasn't used to that. You know, I used to always just trying to troll people to get on, but then after that, then it started fucking with you. It was off to the races and shit. So, when did I come? Because you got glued into Third Eye Jedi. I remember you was like one of the first people with a Third Eye Jedi hoodie. 
Yeah, yeah. That was my. How'd you how'd you run into my my channel, my situation? I don't know, man. You started um. You was talking crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you was talking crazy. I don't know how. It was just like. I don't know. You was just going wild. Was this because this was starting? You know the Sean King thing. Um. Mm. Black Lives Matter killed Sandra Bland. Bland. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was that a big video. one too. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, yeah use like I, there's alternate reality, and the mainstream blacks can't see it, and I think we can see it. Mm. You know, for whatever reason, we can see. You know that's and that's who I wanted to follow on Twitter, so that's why I started following you. You know, mm. um, I know what the mainstream positions are. I want to, you know, I but there's a <clears throat> imagine how how much how old the human life human race is, you know. And you were talking esoteric type shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was trying to expand my knowledge, and that's why I follow all groups types of people. But you know, I was trying to get into that into that wave you know what i mean and then you know but then um that, well, was, that was when the, the black feminists started attacking us you know then we formed oh out. yeah yeah we had we had a whole war with them um what's name was on your head feminista jones was on your head um what was it jamila lemieux you used to it go was, that big that, that <laughs> the big girl um she's uh she's still oh. around now um i forget her name um, oh 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 i know you're talking about yeah 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 it's coming back to me i know what you're talking about yeah it was a big girl yeah cuz right. you it was you her char and uh doctor um what's the brother's name Omar no, not Umar. Uh, he's African. Doctor Carr. Oh, Doctor Carr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor Carr. Right, right, right. Oh, that big woman. Okay, yeah, she's a. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. remember, you, you was like she went off about the uh the period thing, right? Yeah. Doctor Carr was like, whoa, 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 and he fact because he was like, I remember because he brought up some old some somebody old head that said the same thing. Yeah, you know, maybe that was like, you know, there's more knowledge out there and they're keeping it from us, you know, and right. I think you represented that uh, back then, you know, even though you, you was going off on people. And, and, and <laughs> but you represented um, this was before, you know, Hotep, this was when Yada first started coming on the scene, uh -huh. like Dr. Sebi, you know, I wanted to learn about that. that that's really why, because used to tweet about sebi um doctor what layla africa no the die the, the the doctor used to debate those other kids um clark henry clark yeah him yeah used to bring up him yeah um dr ben Cressley, Welsing. I learned work. a lot of them people. I never knew any. Like I never heard of Clark before. You start tweeting about him. Oh, like, okay. I never, I never heard about him. Like mm. 
like for real. So then, you know, I was I was doing my research and shit like that. Following you, you know, some of the stuff you retweeted, I would go research. You know, I was listening to whole like back then, like when YouTube had all that stuff up, I was listening to all that shit every day. Like Henry Clark speeches, uh, Dr. Khalid Muhammad, Farrakhan. You know, what I mean, that's the stuff I was just beating. Like, it, you know, it helped us. You was like, sometimes you don't have nothing to do. I just like. <laughs> press play i'll be in there you know answer question listen to the black supremacy <laughs> <laughs> so when did you come into is that when you came into khalid muhammad or did you did you know about khalid when he was popping no nah, i knew about khalid before that but you know some of the um some of the uh um i, I don't want to say supporting cast some of the minor players in the in in that you know, that new hotel face like uh, that light skin. What's that light skin bro- brother's name? Steady, uh, General Seti. No, no, I'm talking about before, um, before him. Um, Dr. Valentine. Yeah, Valentine. Like cats like that. I didn't. Uh, I never heard of Valentine. I never heard of Clark. Yeah, okay. I did. I did listen to Dr. Clay Muhammad before previously. Okay, uh, but the other people like and Chris Wilson. I never heard of her before I came online either. Mm, mm, mm. yeah so i remember you telling me this is like the thing that had solidified hotep right was you told me you said i think you tweeted it out right and i think you were like yo back in the day um it was like hotep's versus the the black liberal or i guess or the shine right yeah and that was the thing that had me like oh shit like this is a thing like this happened before like there's some history here right and i didn't know about that history can you talk about that history well basically it was like you know you know hotess was it was strong man before you know and i think the culture was leaning that that way you know when you know x clan and brand nubians came out you know it was kind of leaning that way and then you had Dr. Khalid Muhammad. He would go to war with them jokers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think there's there's still one on, uh, I think, a reporter. There was a radio interview with a reporter. He was digging in their ass. You know what I mean? But that happened before. But see, the man was like, oh, we got to stop this. But he stopped it at the music level. And it just trans, it just, you know, descended okay. down to everything else. You know, you know, they won the battle with, you know, against the rap and stuff like that. Um but yeah, it's there was like a hotep movement before, you know, because I remember Cats was rocking, you know, the 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 wooden medallions and stuff like that. This was back in ninety, you know, eighty nine, ninety. Um, but it was just it didn't last long, you know. Um, you couldn't hold it. Um, I don't know if we know it's something we don't trust ourselves or we don't trust, you know. It was just, you know. They start paying them <laughs> black liberals money, man. They just started <laughs> running down on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, you know, to be honest, I think, um, I think it, I think black community knew it. It would take, it would be a harder road that way, you know. Um, it, and I think some people weren't up to the task, um, you know. And I think they they just won the propaganda war. You know, I think that's that's just basically what happened in living. Was it living color? I think that hurt too. You know, um, oh, a lot of people yeah. look at it and say it's funny and shit like that. But that that was it, it, low key. They were smacking us in the face with our own people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, like yeah. whenever you, like 
when they made fun of you know <laughs> the guys talking that woke shit in, in in the jail and shit like that, you know, um, when the the general public sees it, then, then when you hear somebody say that, oh, like oh, you're trying to be like them jokers, they, you know, movies is a powerful medium, yeah. you know, and I think that's what killed that Hotep movie, the the Hotep movement back in the eighties and nineties killed that was Hollywood. Uh, unit it goes uh unit guave me say chise unit guave say again unit guave me say chise unit guave what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> that's what they used to say on the living color the dude oh. in jail he, he used to say that was his i think that was his name but he used to say yeah you know call me right now my name is unit guave me say chise unit guave oh, okay. right <laughs> it, like because you know we used to talk in like other languages in the hotel community Okay. But but that's what he's just like. So you you saying that, and it's like I have that memorized. I was a child then, and I have that dude in my head saying that phrase, and it's memorized. You're right. Hollywood does number on us, man. And he was like the uh, cliche hotep on the show, right? Yeah, and, and and also I think that you know because that's when Farrakhan was strong. You have to remember Farrakhan was able to get a million black folks to, to march on Washington. That was what. That was what year was that? That was mid nineties. Ninety three, ninety four, something like that. Let me see. That was in the nineties. You know, I think that's you know they had they Farrakhan had a little bit of power back then. You know, I think they wanted to rein that in a little bit. Yeah, uh, ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Yeah, ninety five. I remember that. My daddy told me. You know, I asked daddy. I said, "We going?" He like, "Nah, we ain't going." I'm like, am I going to school? He's like, nah, you ain't going to school either. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> so it was like, he had that balance, you know what I mean? And right. it was like, uh, so I watched it on TV. I watched Farrakhan on TV. My right. dad used to play like Farrakhan tapes and shit in the background. Like, you know, he used to hand me the final call. Like, look at this. And then snatch it away from me and shit like that. He used to like, <laughs> my dad was low-key hotel. You know what I'm Oh, yeah, that's lucky. You know, my dad had... He had he never listened to any of that, you know. I understand uh -huh. it, but he would have some Rudy Ray Moore fucking albums. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Rudy ever, Ray Moore? You never seen Rudy? Oh my god! Let me look it up right now. Rudy Ray Moore was the original rapper, you know. Um, but he would rap all. Uh, it would it would be like sex, explicit albums and covers and stuff like that. Yeah. But he yeah he was not into any of that. I wish he was because I would have been a different person. But he, but yeah he he was into Rudy Ray Moore. Matter of fact, Netflix I think has a Eddie Murphy played uh, a biopic uh, Rudy Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, Dolomite. Dolomite. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh okay yeah yeah I saw that I saw that movie. Um, you talking about with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah Dolomite was the man back in the day, yo. Um. Okay, I got you. See, Apostles into that, right? Right. Yeah. So, so then you run into, so then you run into. Are you hearing this stuff in the eighties? Like, you know, is is you know, is there an, a Farrakhan influence amongst the blacks or? Uh, not from where I'm from, no. Um, or it's just like, a, it, huh? The only reason I heard, you know, I you know, I had a couple cousins that went went in the Bing. They come right. home Muslim. They they went back in them days. You you go in, you come out, <laughs> you got a new name, everything. 
<laughs> so you know, I, I learned a little bit from them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I never, I never really had that. Um, I, I had, I discovered that all on my own. You know. Um, right. 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 I didn't never had anyone influence me on, on, you know, that that type of uh, black culture. Yeah, I used to have my cousin. Steve, no, not Steve, not my cousin Steve, my other cousin, my cousin Derek. He was into conspiracy theories. He's talking about the Koch brothers and shit like that. Um, but he was out there, you know what I'm saying? So, but all right, so 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 what was the politics like amongst the blacks in that time period, right? Because they're going about these problems different ways, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um you know, I, I was the tail part of the Reagan era. Um, my dad was doing all right during the Reagan era. Hmm. Um, then Clinton came around, and it seemed like everybody liked him. You know, I, um, I, I guess because he was down there. I always thought because he was cheating, just like the rest of you shines, cheating on the <laughs> old lady and shit. So it seemed like everybody loved Clinton and shit like that. Um, Clinton era was kind of, kind of cool though, huh? If I, if I remember correctly, the Clinton era was was kind of cool though, right? Yeah, everybody liked. I mean, it seemed like everybody liked Clinton. You know, like the whole you know impeachment thing, and people like people swear he did it something a lot for black people. I remember people they was quoting it. Well, we Bill Clinton did a lot for black people. I'm like, all right, man, all right, chill. <laughs> You know what I mean? In the barbershops and shit like that. Oh my God. But yeah, I wasn't really other than that, I really didn't pay attention to politics. I don't think like I don't think it was like it is today, you know. Um So why did you say why did you say that it was it was like that back then, right? Like it was it was, you know, hoteps versus these people. Like where did you see that? What pocket? Um I where did I see that? Was it high school? Was it college? Was it in? I see it a little bit in high school, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's I, I, I did have a little bit of influence. There was a couple of brothers that I looked up to, you know, that that was into you know Malcolm and stuff like that. Um, but it was basically you know the turn from when it slowly started to turn from Farrakhan and and uh, Doctor Khalid Muhammad to these begging ass Negroes, Sharpton. And Jesse and shit like that, um, you know, they they started getting the wave, um, and it just it just I don't know. It seemed like black folks was scared to be militarized, militant. I guess the the militant black just died out. <laughs> like it was seemed like overnight, um, you know. And uh, they got us out of there. You know, I, I, it was more like a cultural thing, you know, not, not in, in the politics, I think. Mm, 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 mm. They shifted the whole culture, right? Damn. All right. So these motherfuckers intercepted the music. And then the, what kind of, so what kind of, we're talking, all right. So the music that comes out is basically like commercial rap, right? Yeah. So we're talking about commercial rap and then. Like who's a who's the popping black leaders then? Yeah, I guess it was Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, right? Into the nineties. Um and then I, I guess, yeah, I guess that's when like Diddy and them become like the icons in the black community, right? 
I'm trying to think like how culturally does the black liberal like take over? And, and I think you hinted at it too. Like they started paying niggas, right? Like, oh, I can get on TV with, I get this right, right? Yeah, I mean, I it, it was definitely the TV thing and people started getting the money. Um, but I think is we just lost interest in it, you know? Um, you gotta stay on that, you know? Like when Ice Cube shifted, you know, cause Ice Cube was on that lane then he shifted, you know what I'm saying? Like he mm. took a departure from that. You know, you have to sort of public, public enemy was there. You know, they, they started losing interest. KRS-One, people, we started losing interest in KRS-One. Mm. Um, I just think we, we, we somehow, we, they made it uncool to, to be like that, you know? Um, and once it, that happens, it's, 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 it's a wrap. Was it like 2015 when the feminist was coming at us? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, like, it was, I never knew they had so much backing. They came out like a bunch of gangbusters. Like, I was like, I never knew so many black women were feminists like this. You know, they was talking crazy. Um, That was news to me. Mm. You know, um, I think all them years of, you know, single parents and, you know, the women holding, you know, holding up the household, I think that took a toll. But, you know, they like once they, you know, I guess it takes, you know, once they get into colleges, they can get the, the, the courses, they can start to brainwash. And, you know, it takes it takes a few years. But, yeah, that's how it starts coming. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, so, um. John Jay said, uh, there's not that many blacks in Delaware. You don't know what you're talking about, Unk. <laughs> Eli, 199 Super Chat, he said, Unk was sold once. Trump said, build that wall. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us were, right? You know? Yeah. But I heard that. I was like, yeah, I'm on board with that. Remember The Root? The Root had that article talking about right. how bad immigration was towards the black community. And then they did a complete 180. And um, was turned against Trump. And I'm like, yo, hold up, 2013. You know what I mean? And then at that time, we was talking about make the root hotep again. Because when the root started out, the root was hotep. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and then, so like, I think I think what 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 white conservatives have to understand is the 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 progression of the theft of black conscious thought from the black community, which is why niggas ain't voting for this. Like, like the, it was almost like the PSYOP started working before Trump was even ready to run before like Obama was before it was like, they were prepping for Obama to leave office. Right. Like they was ready for the next four years of this country. It seems like because of that shift that the whole black, cause it seemed like overnight, uh, it was just like, we was on Twitter. Everything was all good. Everybody was having fun. You could say what you want, do what you want. I was getting my hotep esoteric shit off. And it was like Mike Brown died. And then. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Like that. It just changed. And then I became like hoteps became public enemy number one. And it was just like, what? Nigga? <laughs> And these shots ain't know nothing about no Dr. Uh, Henry Clark. Or, you know what I mean? You know, these shots ain't know nothing about no Clark. Like, I'm not even over here saying nothing new. 
<laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm repeating the ancestors, you know, and it was killing us. And then they, they that's when um, they was calling us Hotep, right? Yeah. Oh, you, you ashy Hoteps, you ashy Hoteps. And then that's how we, we kind of, you know, took that name on and, and you became Uncle Hotep. Eventually I became Hotep Jesus. But, you know, that shift happened overnight, man. And I think, and I don't think people understand that, like, I think that contributes greatly to us why we're on the Trump side of things as opposed to the other side of things, right? Because we were politically aligned that way prior to anyway. Yeah. Right? We were, we were, um, we were conservative. Like, I didn't know what conservative was, like liberal conservative, right. until like you was like, yeah, I'm a black conservative. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> right? So now we learning along the way. And, and you know, you come to find out like what we had were, were conservative values. And the niggas started calling us coons and all this shit. But um, that shit's just wild, man. That's just wild how I wasn't prepared for it. I'll be honest with you. No. Nah. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for it. You know, it seemed like you were prepared for it. <laughs> like I <laughs> Well, I used to listen uh there's this great black YouTuber David Carroll and um I listened to like a lot of his stuff. You know, he made a comment one time like you know, he's a black cons- conservative, but he was like he was talking about Farrakhan. He was like, "Man, if you strip away all that racial talk, I'll never forget this. Steve. He was if you strip away all that racial talk, all that white folks talk, Farrakhan is a a, a, a conservative. He, pre- he preaches conservative values. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. You know? And I think we get wrapped up, but he wraps it, he has to wrap everything up in, you know, racial talk. Because, you know, that's what, that will always get our attention. It sells. Yeah, it sells. Yeah. You know, so that's how I, I kind of felt like, um, you know, um, I listened to... You know, I listen to a lot of Tommy Sotomayor you were coming up to, mm-hmm. um, and like my, my this my this era of stuff. You know, um, you know he catches a lot of flack. You know, um, a lot of us do, a lot of people do, um, just because you know the language he uses against the um, women. Uh-huh. But a lot of the stuff he says is true, um, and I think what I I kind of get, I was like, man. I have no problem telling people what's wrong about somebody. You know, I, I I was in a relationship with someone and she was the, you always can point out what's wrong with somebody. And that's the first thing you'll point out with, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a fault with mine. But I think the black community needs that because you'll never, we'll never, <clears throat> we always sh- sh- um, stifle the voices that will pick out what's wrong with us. Mm-hmm. We never want to like hear what's wrong with us. We there's always no introspection. Us. Yeah, there is none. It's mm-hmm. always, you know, it's white supremacy, it's systematic racism. It can't, like I know they're putting some obstacles in front of us, but we don't have no business putting obstacles in front of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we continue to do that. And that's why, you know, that's one of the reasons that I, I guess I took the angle I took. Cause I, I was like, man, I can point these shines. I can point this out. Like, you know, that's, and I guess I, I took it and ran with it. You know, um, I don't know. I, I just think that's the way you can get better. Cause if you can't tell 
to yourself what's wrong, you're never going to get right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's why, you know, the left keeps preaching this victimization because, you know, we'll never, you'll never get anywhere with this victim victimization unless they want you to, mm-hmm. you know, and then you see how long they, they're stringing it out. You know what I'm saying? Um I don't know. Maybe that's why I, I, I see my rent. I hit the ground running with that. How different is conservatism from 2016 today than it is conservatism back then? Say again? How different is conservatism prior to 2016 to what it is today? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is like, it's a shit show, man. Like, today, <laughs> like it's a popularity contest. Big time. They let yeah. the niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I don't mind it because I'd rather. I think we went so far left that just some of these jokers going right is is like we're going to have to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it, it seems like it's just not about principle anymore is about you know getting your message out there content it's it's the same old rat race on the other side you know um they're not even it's 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 almost like they they'll cry and moan they're not it's not about what they do it's about what the left is doing like and i i get kind of tired of that i don't think that was the case before you know, I, I think they had the left on the ropes back then. And, and then all of a sudden, this shit flipped. And like, <laughs> you know, the, the the left came back strong after, you know, Obama left office, I guess. You know, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I just, I don't think, I, I think a lot of them are, you know, neocons and a lot of them are rhinos. Um, I'm glad, no, in another case, I'm glad a lot of people got exposed you know, Trump spared us the Jeb Bush era. It could have been Jeb Bush versus Hillary. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. True. So True. I think I'm glad those guys are out of there. You know, right? You know the the, the people that were really on a take, mm. like Hillary and Jeb. You know, um, we'll see where where we can go with this. You know, but I think it's a different ballgame because you know Trump isn't really. I wouldn't call him a conservative. Conservative. You know, um, I guess he's a he's a New York Democrat, you know, so he's been a Democrat really his whole life. But he can play both sides. He like he's, he's like he was buying everything. You know, what I mean, he knows how to play the game, mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, um, I'm glad. No, I'm, I'm, I don't I don't think he did that bad of a job, you know, compared to what, you know, they're, they're saying out here. But right. I, I just think uh, it's, it's turned into a popularity contest today. Yeah. Um, do you think that, uh, well, from where I'm sitting, I think that Trump's base has a lot of control over Trump, right? I think I think he pays attention to the tweets and what people send him and what's popping in conservative Twitter. Like, he's got his ear to, to the conservative streets. And I feel like we, we, we waste that power as a people on the right, right? <laughs> The fact that he knows we're watching and listening, I mean, the, or the fact that he we we know he's watching and listening, like there's a lot of things we could do. I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities because there is a popularity contest, and the bar has dropped so low. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you ever did you ever expect 
a, a, a great black messiah like Candace Owens popping up in conservatism? <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to say because you know I now I now you look back you like I you to me it looked like what happened was they saw a whole bunch of black people jump on the wagon that they didn't have any control over mm. they didn't know they didn't know none of us you know what I'm saying so I think. The establishments that, hey, man, we got to get one of ours in there. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's Candace. Like, I've said that the whole time. Mm. Like, that Kanye thing, that's BS. I'm sorry. Somebody told Kanye to tweet. I, 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 I guarantee he, maybe somebody showed him the video. But that's somebody showing him the video like, hey, why don't you tweet about it? Help her out and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, that was fishy to me. Mm. So I, it seemed like to me. Like they wanted, you know, it was some part of Trump's strategy. You know, he's been playing this thing a long time. You know what I'm saying? I always said that, you know, him doing the wrestling and stuff like that, him doing the the, the TV shows, it was all for him to get in front of TV people's eyes so he one day he can run for president, he can win. Mm-hmm. You know, he wouldn't be a stranger to America. So, you know, when he, when he uh, brought Kanye out there, <coughs> wherever he brought him out to the tower, that was early. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they needed, you know, they all they need. all I think they knew that as long as they could put a dent in a black vote and have a sizable amount, not vote Democrat, they can win. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It'll be a walk. Mm-hmm. You know, Democrats need not only do they need the percentage, but they need the, the people to come out. That's a different story. They didn't come out with Hillary. So did I expect it? Candace, but, you know, I did expect them to to somehow control um they was going to control somebody and mm. you know it happened to be candace mm. a black person you, you you knew they would have a black person come out it's when i to me it's like um yeah because it, it seemed like it was popular you remember mm. you like listen you was at the hold on hold on hold on don't try to <laughs> you was at one of them meetings <laughs> <laughs> you was at one of them black hat. I mean, them black folks with the red hats. Means, don't try to play it off. <laughs> I don't know what you talk about. Dude. I don't know what you talk about. I seen you in certain bitch movie with a MAGA hat on. <laughs> yeah, but as soon as it seemed like that was a wave, yeah, I knew they had to. They had to do something. You know, they was going to control one. Have one in their back pocket. That was easy. Yeah. It was such an interesting wave to watch. I remember abusing it. I I used to abuse that shit. I used to be like, what if I type this shit? And they used to just they always eat that shit up. It was to go viral. I'm like, it's kind of easy to be black and conservative. It's just everything went viral. <laughs> yeah, man, but I think I think the crown would have rested on your shoulders had she not popped up, right? Because it was leaning that way. You was the first one that you was the first nigga in a MAGA hat that Trump retweeted in that video. Yeah, but I got tired of that shit, man. It, it was like it was one thing. I don't like to te- do what the crowd does. You know, I don't like to move with the crowd. Oh. And as soon as it was like, as soon as. Everybody, every every Negro had a MAGA hat on. I was just like, man, I can't do this shit. Over. 
You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, man, as soon as ABL jumped on the wave, man, ABL be biting some waves. I'd be catching him biting some shit, too. Shout out to ABL. But as soon as them jokers started wearing the MAGA hats nonstop, I was like, man, I can't even wear it no more. I'm like, man, I put put it away. I, I, I got the camo one. I was rocking the camo. Then I was just like, man, then it just got too crazy out here with that stuff. And then I was like, you know, I was just like, I, I didn't want to tie myself to that. Um, you know, I, you know, I fuck with Trump heavy, yeah. but I, I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to brand myself that, you know what I'm saying? Right. It seemed like they, they tied themselves to that. And I, I really wasn't about that. You know, I, I, you know, I started a YouTube channel. I, I said this a lot, of, a lot of times, um, it's to do news and, and current events but it's also like i want my daughters to see it when i when i pass away and stuff like that you know um i want them to know how i think about certain things so it's it's not just i i started videos not just centered around politics even though i just kind of got wrapped into that Mm. you know what i mean and that's that was a i i guess i did it for a little bit it was easy hustle you know i mean easy grift but i i I didn't want that totally to be me right like when I see ABL do videos and stuff like that, it's it's totally about that. But to me, I want to talk about other things on my channel and shit like that. Mm, mm, yeah, and I think that's that's the difference between getting nominated for Grifty or, or you know not being nominated for the Grifter Year Award. You know, it's like, are you just grifting all the way to the top, or like, what else do you have? You know, plans for your life? Like, what's that legacy? You know what I mean? So I can totally, I totally respect that, man. I totally respect that because I come from the same, I come cut from that same cloth. Um, Martin McNamara, he said, uh, there goes the Farrakhan bag. <laughs> uh, F Google too said, Alex Jones interview Rev Farrakhan was stunning because how ideas were similar. Hotep viewpoint is to question old thinking too dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to. I tried to get the hoteps into the establishment, but them niggas was like, nah, y'all niggas a little too woke. <laughs> y'all niggas a little too woke. We ain't having that. Oh. So, yeah. So, what's going to happen now with, with this next election with, with Trump? Because you said Biden might win. You, you think? I mean, if they, I think if they try to cheat it. Um, but I, I really think they're trying to throw it away. Uh, and that's why they picked Biden. You know, um, I think they just want to lose. Mm. Uh, if I was in charge of the DNC, you know, you can have four more years. You can blame everything on Trump while you gain seats, mm. or you can try to win the presidency, and then everything's going to be blamed on you. You know, um, I think they would rather do that, and I don't think Trump has crossed the establishment too bad. You know, and and. You know, Trump makes money for CNN. Trump makes money for MSNBC. You know, are they willing to throw that away so f- that fast after four years? You know, they love money. They, I, I would milk it for another four. I'm like, man, screw it, man, another four. You know, get these people riled up. You know, it depends on what what's the what's the future of America because you know this is kind of. I agree, it could be kind of pivotal. You know, but um, because these people, I never seen it like. I, I, I'm sure it's not Vietnam level of dissent, but it's getting there. You know, I was watching mm. some uh, Vietnam uh, 
documentaries and they was you know the, the underground weathermen the weathermen i think they used to bomb people and stuff like that mm. now we're seeing you know this guy just runs a hit and then gets murked by the marshals the, other, the next day after being on vice news you know what i'm saying yeah. I, you know that's another thing vice news interviewed me for something and i don't know what the hell that was now I'm God, <laughs> they never publicized it it was like i don't like a video interview i think they were trying to get me on something but they never published i never heard back from them. then i hear what? yeah this is what what this is when i first started getting hot right now, did you see you see vice interviewed the shooter that that portland shooter <laughs> and then the next day they u.s marshals popped them what vice is probably the feds man <laughs> yo you right because I got interviewed by Vice. This is when I was working for one of them tech companies. I got interviewed by Vice, and 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 now you're reminding me like they never published it. The right. dude told me he was. It was doing with it. I don't know what they did with that. Yeah, dude told me he was like, yeah, I took it to the peoples, and they said they not gonna run it. I forget what reason it was, but I know I said some super hotep shit, so I wasn't surprised. Yeah. You know, I probably you know breached the boundaries of what you're allowed to say. I don't know, but um. Damn, yeah, you're right. They they did pigeonhole that shit. You reminded me. Yeah, Vice, I yeah. I think Vice has been a lot different. You can see the switch in their content from where the original Vice to when yeah. the buyout yeah, but, came. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's that buyout came? It was just like, all right, nigga, no, y'all doing too much investigative journalism. And yeah. they took that they Yeah, but I think uh if I had to put money on, I think Trump gets another four. Uh, it's going to be close. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, I think there's. I think this rioting has put Trump in the lead. You know, um, you know, uh, hearing Don Lemon and them go off about the riots, they were like, "Man, this is the we've seen the polling; it's not working." You know, uh, I think that you know you're scaring these white folks out in the middle of suburbs and shit like that. You know, and and who are they going to look for as a strong arm? To, to, to the traditional strong arm in American politics is the Republicans, you know. Um, even though the, the Biden will lock your ass up too, you know. Biden <laughs> locked up, he grows up, man, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's. I think if they wanted the Democrats wanted to win, they would have went another way. Um, I do think I think Kamala was supposed to be the 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 candidate but mm. she she just doesn't have the charisma she bricked that remember the white man took her mic she bricked that moment man uh she what else she she uh, uh what's her name blew it out the water you know what i'm saying um tulsi tulsi you know what i'm mm. saying that's i think that's what you know i think T kamala was supposed to be the one you mm. know um but i you know i i don't think the white man is going to vote for a woman because you're basically voting for her if you're mm -hmm. voting. Because you know Biden is not going to last. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look like he's going to last. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people can say just can sit there, sit there and see that. You know, um, I, how deep is the misogyny in you know, whatever you want to call it? You know, I don't think I think American can hire a woman as uh, or, or elect a woman as uh, president. Um, uh, but I think it has to be one that uh, is is more motherly. I think with Hillary and Kamala, they just didn't, they didn't have enough motherly instinct in them or shows mm. it. Mm. And I think that's why they both failed. 
you know, um, Kamala doesn't have any children. You know, uh, Hillary has one. But Hillary is, was like, she's seen as ice stone cold bitch, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why people didn't really like her. You know, women didn't even like her. Yeah. Tulsi would have been interested. You know, she's straight out of Treadstone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like with Tulsi, they knew she could have won. And it was like, all right, now nah, we hold on. We got to pull that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they did cut that shit off, man. They didn't they didn't give her any positive press the whole time. man. they tried to. It's, <clears throat> <clears throat> they they could have got behind her. If, if the media got behind her, then, yeah. But, you know, if the media doesn't get behind her candidate, it's over. Yeah, I think America's ready for a lesbian, you know. Um, <laughs> Bernie would have been good, too. I think the left was ready to get behind. Well, I should say the left, like the people, like the youth and the people that are like really behind this Black Lives Matter movement would have got behind Bernie. And you know what they do to Bernie every time. All right. Yeah, that would I mean, that should have been 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they robbed him and gave that to Hillary. Um but you know, I don't think, I don't think America is ready for socialism yet. You know, it might be like, I don't know, was it twenty twenty? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe twenty fifty, twenty forty, maybe. Um, they might be trying to go down that path. I think it's just a little too early. Um, they don't. I don't. I don't think the propaganda has taken enough hold yet uh, for them to pull that off. Mm, mm, mm. yeah 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 he's a little loud about it too you know they they like doing stuff in the dark like right now a lot of socialist policies are being pushed and passed underneath our nose like that pedal bill out in cali and shit um so yeah all right so with trump winning or we assume winning right like because like i think the big thing here is like they're throwing this election because Trump's good for America. Like everybody's getting paid in Trump's America, right? Right. So let's say Trump doesn't win. What does America look like? The grift is over. Like, right? I, I'm pretty sure for the left and the right, the grift game over. No. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I wasn't really paying it. I wasn't paying attention as much during the Obama years. I guess you have to look at the Obama years, but there was some mm-hmm. grifters that came up during the Obama. I think Glenn Beck came up during the Obama years, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, he seemed okay. like he was a household name back then. Mm. Um, you know, gears. Yeah, people have to shift gears, um, but it depends on how. Because you know, I don't think he. There's you know the Democrats. They might preach that that leftism, but you know. You know, they might they might pull a switcheroo on them. You know what I'm saying? They might just try to get their votes and, you know, then private prisons are back and shit like that. You know what I mean? The next thing, private prisons are back. I'm investing this time. I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Let them bring back private prisons. I'm putting some money on it. I'm calling Carl. Let's get some options. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so fucked up. I'll go to say invested in private prisons. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Danielle, a lawyer. I don't know how to say your name. I'm so sorry. I butchered that. Twenty dollars. She said, "Appreciate the honest here. Learn so much from you guys, Hotep and Bill. That's love." He said, "Damn, you gonna invest in the private prisons?" Um. So then, if Biden wins, then we getting Kamala, right? 
We're getting what? Oh, Kamala. We're yeah. going to get Kamala. Yeah. 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 And then we definitely going to jail. What does Trump do if Trump loses? I don't know, man. I don't know. Right. You know, they, Pop- I, I guess he has to slip into the, to, to, into the night. I don't, I doubt they'll try to prosecute him for anything. You know, I think them getting him out is good enough. Um, cause they don't really seem to do that to too many presidents unless they're not, cause he seemed like he's doing everything that the powers that be want him to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as he's doing that, then I, I don't think, uh, I don't think they're going to get him out of here too much. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he did his job. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, I don't know. It depends on what the future of America is. You know, is it going to be a civil war? Is it going to be strife? Um, is it going to be just a march towards socialism? You know, I think he played an important part in that. You know, like, just remember the politics before and look at it now. Um, I think he... It seemed like he more radicalized the left than you know the right. You know what I'm saying? He, as you can see, Richard Spencer and them—they jump and ship. They they, they they went with Biden. They was like, "Man, I'm riding with Biden, man." <laughs> they got goons in the street. <laughs> they got goons in the street, and we got Antifa out here. You know, I never thought I would see Antifa riding around like this, and people's like they they shooting jokers, man. Um. I, yeah, I don't know if they he will get prosecuted, you know, uh, but I don't know. I kind of highly doubt he's going to be a one-term president. Yeah, yeah. Are we headed for a civil war? Are we in one right now? I don't know. That's hard to say. We could be in one right now, you know, but I think that word gets it's, gets thrown around too easily because, you know, people dying. Like, there's been... There's been civil wars recently in other countries, you know, right? And people die, people get killed, people. A lot of people lose their lives. People aren't ready for that in America, you know. Uh-huh. And that's another thing why it won't be because as long as you can put food on the table and get something to eat, you know, um, then you're not. I don't know. Antifa got a body count. I think the death toll from Antifa is like forty-one right now. Really? I I, I saw something like that, like. The amount of people that have died from rioting and protesting since Antifa this year, I want to say somebody fact check me in the chat, please. But I want to say I saw a stat somewhere that said like their body count is like at 39 or 40 right now. yo. It might be high, you know, but like that's what surprised me, too. You're right about that, because certain sections of the country like Portland, you know, they got they got everything locked up from the government on down. You know, the fact that they set up an Antifa headquarters in in Portland, you know, that should tell you something. You know what I'm saying? That shouldn't be allowed any, like, man, get them the hell out of here. Well, who's signing the permits? You know, so certain sections of the country, yeah, you you might be in trouble out here with these with some of these jokers. Um, they might run people. They might you they see you with a red hat on, you might be lights out. You might it might be a red light on you, a green light on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the chat said 33. I'm not 33. sure. I'm not sure if that's correct number. It might be. Somebody said 30 plus died at George Floyd. Um, somebody says 33 for riots, but they did Dayton shooting and that killed nine people as well. Somebody said, yeah, I read 33, including kids. Um, I saw 33 on Twitter and see that number 33. That's that's one of those numerology numbers, right? Oh, OK, yeah. 
you know, and they put out those that's 33 is a master number. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's white folks been violent this year, you know, and, um, you know, the, this morning I checked my Twitter and white folks was tagging me. They say, yo, white on white violence is getting out of hand. <laughs> this is what white folks was tagging me with. And um, this is just a very weird time in America, man. It's a very weird time. Do you think it subsides after election? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Let's say well, Trump I, wins. It I, it has to for a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe till the next summer. Um cuz you know they're they're obviously going to be deflated if they lose. Uh but they'll probably try to step up uh step up, you know, in the spring and summer, you know, of the 2021. Um if if Biden wins, I think yeah, it will it'll subside and stay subsided cuz I think if Biden wins you know, I think we might have a different script for what happens with the vid, what happens with these lockdowns. I think I think I honestly think that that will uh, go away a lot quicker than um, that's just me. I'm just just throwing one in the air. I know no conspiracy, but um, I think uh, I think they're holding that over uh, Trump's head a little bit, you know, so uh, mm. we'll see. It depends on. Yeah, it depends on how the lockdown goes and everything else, because I think. You know, the lockdown has contributed a lot of this violence. And, you know, they're going to have to crack down because the, the violence is going spiking up. But it is spiking since, you know, you know, since the summer. And it's looking like I haven't seen this this type of violence in Philadelphia in years, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, what after the, they're going to start locking people up again. It, it, it depends how far they let it get out of hand before they mm-hmm. try to reel it back in. You know, I think mm-hmm. what people are leaving New York and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think the redactor's gonna swoop in and buy pennies on the <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the see, this is the it's a big plan. If you think about it, you know, they were like, let these riots go out, tear up, you know, let them, let these people sell, we'll buy backs, we'll buy them, we'll buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got yeah. nothing but time. You know what I mean? You have to realize that they have nothing but time. You know, and uh, we'll have to see. Mm. I think uh, Luga Storm brings up a very great point. Before I read that, uh, Aztec Mega said Democrats might want to throw uh, the election and contest the election and have seats secede, have states secede. Uh, any creed to that idea? Too radical. Interesting, interesting thought. Um, Luga Storm, I would love to see states secede, by the way. Uh, Luger Storm, he, this is interesting, right? He said, what if Biden wins? Will the news, CNN, NBC, etc., keep dub cops killing uh, uh, black folks quiet? Also, is it Pog or Fog? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's, I think it's a great point, right? Like, if Biden wins, niggas is done. <laughs> like, yeah. we done, right? Like, like because you got to remember they're using us to get into that spot so once biden gets there like black lives won't matter no more like all that talk i feel like it's going to go straight to the to the to the bottom of the barrel they're going to go along with their agenda they're going to forget about us like they always do at least with trump it keep these motherfuckers angry enough to where like all right like 
we got reparations on the table, right? Right. If Biden win, yo, nigga, we ain't gonna get shit, yo. No. You don't see that? You don't see that happening? Nah, I mean, the best thing black men aren't gonna get shit, you know. Um, the women maybe, um, but mm. they're definitely gonna they they're gonna have to turn the they're gonna have to clean up crime because it's gonna continue. Mm. And how they ever they do do that, like that's what's gonna. Um, you know they're done using us. You know they they'll be done using us. Try to get to Biden in an office. They have no use for us. You know it's um. Uh, you know I think Fifty Cent had uh, somebody put that cancel culture thing, and he and Fifty said uh, high on the list is heterosexual males. You know, mm-hmm. and people were killing Fifty for saying that, but he wasn't wrong for saying that. And this is why I can't I can't I can't deal with some of these people because they can't be honest. Like you have to be. You don't have to be like. Just call it down a spade a spade. You can't tell me you can't see the, the the propaganda against, you know, heterosexual males. You can't tell me you can't see that. And these people like they act like we was holding everybody down or something like that. We no, we wasn't. We didn't care about what y'all was doing. To be honest, now the the the, the media and the powers that be want to shift stuff. Y'all just jump right behind them. Mm-hmm. Drop, drop right behind the, the people you should be calling supremacy. Mm, mm, mm. Real talk. So, what's some advice you would give to to the the, the white conservative crowd, um, especially seeing the transition from twenty sixteen to now? What, what, what what's some advice? What would what would you like to see them clean up? You know, if you was dictator. Um. Stop being police stands, first of all. You know, uh, I think they get a little over out of hand with that. Uh, mm. Second, um, some of them guys are good at cutting back. You know, uh, you know, cutbacks. I mean, not cutbacks. Uh, replies, clapbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what this is. The you know, the meme war. We won the meme war and shit like that. You know, I think some of these guys just like. I don't know if they can't push a racial angle. Some of them got nothing, nothing to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't got no, um, no good uh, claps. You know, and you might, I might be trivializing, but clapbacks is important. This is, you know, this is how media, this is how the discussion gets handled in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You got to win some of this stuff. Um, I think, uh, I think they're doing a good job about, you know. Stop following these rhinos and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. I think um, they just got to get behind somebody real, you know, and get the the rhinos out of there. You know, I think they have done a good job of that. But uh, if you have to get behind, you know, the ABLs and the Brandon Tatum's, I mean, you're just gonna have to do that. You know, I think they're because you know them guys being black they have a little bit more leeway to say a little bit more mm-hmm. than some of these other guys now mm-hmm. i see some of these other guys start talking crazy about you know uh real estate agents and stuff like that but you know they get them out of there you know especially they white saying <laughs> you know you know what i mean they might walk nick cannon around <laughs> the, the, the dog walk him a few times but they ain't gonna do nothing too crazy to him yeah i mean but the white folks said they're like 
I don't know. Just like a lot of their stuff is just like reactionary. Stop reacting to the left. That, 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 I, I said all that to say this. Stop just reacting to the left. You know, it should be more about you putting your way of life first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. had a tweet the other day the revolution is making babies. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what they should be doing. They should be fucking. You know what I mean? That, that, that's <laughs> if that's their first and foremost, you seen Lauren Southern when she went and got had a got went and got a baby. Did she? Congratulations and, uh, to Lauren Southern. Yeah, and um, Candace. You know, Candace. She she she, she a Karen at heart. She went and got a, a baby. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you know. All these other jokers. They gotta walk the walk. You know, they can't be sitting there talking about white genocide and all this stuff like that. If you ain't trying to to him the tide. Mm, yeah, has some come out here and have some babies. Yeah, yeah, real yeah. talk. Um, wait, where am I? Uh, I don't know how to say your name. You got some um, old Nordic <laughs> font. Uh, no civil war. The question is. Is Trump the first or second Gracchi? Marias or Sula come later? You over my head with that Italian history. Um, Hotep Tiger, five dollar super chat. He said Roseanne and John McAfee got claps, got claps for these shines, clapbacks for these shines. John McAfee's wild. <laughs> John McAfee got clapbacks for anybody. That's one white man you don't want to mess with. Um so I want to touch on the uh, police thing, right? Like you said, they back in the police. You know, what's the pro- what's wrong with that? What's wrong with them saying, you know, back the blue, support your Leos? Well, I think, me personally, I think we have the most unprofessional police force in the world. You know, I've mm. been in several countries, you know, uh, and it's not just about beating jokers up, you know what I mean? But you got to have a lot of professionalism. I remember I've been in Germany, Polizei. I remember uh, I was in the Air Force, right? And this one guy, he was like an airman, and he went out, got drunk. He was drunk driving, crashed. Polizei got him. He tried to put some dip in his mouth, tried to throw off the the blood, the BAC. Polizei take it, said, take it out of your mouth. He was just like, I'm an American. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They did type shit like that. You know what I mean? Even in Italy, you didn't mess with those police, man. You know they got you got to pick one or the other. You know it seems like these guys they're quick to go off on on the shine. Now let, I'll call a spade a spade. They're quick to go off on the shine. Now the shine has no business putting himself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Doctor Khalid Muhammad said. Doctor Khalid Muhammad said, "Act like you behind enemy lines." Mm-hmm. Give your name, social security number, license number. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we got to go problem. We'll take it to court. That's what Dr. Right. Khalid say. And this is why the shine should be acting. You know, mm-hmm. but they, they want to have confrontations with him and all that. I don't got no rap for these jokers, man. I'm just trying to talk my way out of it. You, you, <laughs> you had one video. You said you, you finesse the plug. You can't finesse the fucking police. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll never forget that one. You know, but that's why I'm saying like um, they got to relax on the, the cop stuff, man. Like, cause there is like the cops are never wrong. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I listen to these talk. Like Brandon Tatum, 
like how many cops like cop stories did we have to go through with this guy to you know he defended every last one of them he's not even a cop anymore mm, mm. you know i think we just need more professionals we need, like how can we like look at it objectively some of these cops shouldn't be cops you know what i'm saying they have the wrong mentality you know i don't know what's it going to be i think you know they're trying to push in this in this position and i think um i don't know they want to nationalize police force this might be another step towards globalism mm. but they got to do something you know um because this is this is their argument this is the shine's argument i hate it you know they say oh this guy's white guy gets not shot and this black guy gets shot but they're two different states they're two different a whole bunch of laws are different and shit like that different people i don't know why we expect these police to be robots mm-hmm. you know they make mistakes like everybody else uh, i think um that's my thing i i just think we have to hold police a little bit accountable yeah. i don't see there's anything wrong with wanting and me police should be trained like i i watch chinese videos documentaries the people that go into their police force, they got them like six, seven years old. They doing Kung Fu out in like big ass football field. Well, <laughs> it was the most craziest shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? They, they was all in sync and everything. They trained them since then. I don't yeah. understand why can't we do that in America? We don't do we don't do shit right in America. We don't a lot of shit we don't do right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I think we got to harvest the people. It might look a little like um what the fuck is that movie? Um, what's that female heroine in it's like some dystopia um, had different districts? Oh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. You know how you had certain people, they had this sort of skill. That's why I think, you know, it has to be something like that. You know, you should be able to take, you know, see the white man's smart, man. And like I try to tell people that white man's smart. This is one thing my dad told me. White man's smart. He isn't no fucking dummy. He is not no fucking dummy. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of these tests they're taking is make, you know, they, they take the they can they can pattern a test to exclude people, you know what I'm saying? And they're mm. excluding the smart people, and they, they might be putting people that might blow a gasket out here. It's almost like with teaching. You gotta take a test to be a teacher. So why why can't they exclude these females that be sleeping with these uh kids? Mm. You know that that's an epidemic right there. Uh-huh. Every day there's a new new video. Oh, she slept with a uh, uh, senior, sixteen year old, seventeen year old man. My cousin down in North Carolina was knocking his senior year. He was knocking down a teacher in, in, in his class. Yeah, wow. it's crazy out here. That, wow. It has to be a clear difference, you know. It's a propaganda. See the mm. white man is smart. He can put like listen. They get if they if they standardize the test, they can put whoever they want in their uniform. Ah, uh, ah, uh, that's interesting. So what's the police test like? I don't know, man. I, I went mm. to. I was going to take one. And I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, I had a. I had a police job <laughs> lined up, man. My black ass went out and drunk. I drunk that night, and I never fuck. I fucking missed the test. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying if we had a certain type of test, we could weed out like some mentally ill people, right? And Definitely. and have a certain type of, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we our our um, restrictions aren't stringent enough. Nah, you're actually right on that. All right. So what's your advice to the black community? Uh, 
be open to change, man. You know, um, I think we're locked into some old, some old stuff. I think we're having a clash between generations. Um, I seen a lot of people talk about the hoteps today. Like we, we should have stopped them when we had a chance. And now we like, I guess we just, we, we just got buck wild and shit like that. I don't I don't know. You know, um, one thing I would like to see is like, I don't know, man, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff will change. You know, uh, I think we have to accept everybody, you know, um, we're quick to call people coons and shit like that. And that's why I'm like, I, I think we Uncle Tom's and shit like that. I think that that's something I think we should be putting the putting to bed. You know, mm. um, is there people like that? Okay, yeah, whatever. Okay, I got you. The, the the guy down south, whatever he was, he was full. You know, he was adopted by his white parents and shit. He was rocking that uh, Confederate flag, talking about he died with that damn flag. Whatever you all call him, whatever you want. But he's still a black man. You know what I'm saying? That's just whatever life he had. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I can't put people in my shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, people quit call me a coon, you know, dating a pog, whatever. I'm just saying, like, I'm a victim of my environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up in all most majority white neighborhoods, majority of my time. I didn't ask for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I even spoke <laughs> about that, like, what that? Like, why are we out here? He said a shine tear up shit. Yeah. But if you go, if you, if you, if you, some of these people are, are just going to date out because of different environments that they were raised in, you know, it might not be a conscious decision. And also you have to understand people's parents put, uh, are, are, are um, weigh in on that too. Like uh -huh. if you have a mother, you're not really looking up to, you're not going to look for that in a mate either. You uh -huh. know, so we, I see a lot of passing of the buck, you know, in the black community. Um, like if you go on lipstick alley right they it's it's wild they like they blame the black man for everything they won't yeah. take credit for nothing i'm like what are y'all talking about <laughs> like even talking about like like uh they were talking about black men i was like who raised them right mm. it's like we we, we, we were just uh, we didn't raise them i was like the culture goes through the woman and then their comeback was, well, so y'all going to admit that, you know, uh, interracial kids with black mothers is more black than interracial kids with white mothers. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like probably, you know, okay. because the mother's going to be closer to the child, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And most, most, and most things, you know, most instances, yeah. you know, so I think we got to take, we don't take, um, we got to get rid of this group thing. Mm. You know what I mean? If we can get rid of this group thing and still be close together, we'll be good. Like, mm. I have no problem with Mark Lamont Hill. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with his politics, but one of these days, I'm going to try to go to his bookstore, give him a few shekels. You know what I'm mm. saying? Mm -hmm. I'll put money in his pocket. Mm -hmm. But we need that same thing our way. Because I know the black conservatives will do it. Ahoteps will do it. But mm. the black liberal will not do that. You know what I'm mm. saying? It, 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 that's that's my I, my thing you know i don't i try to spend money with the people i think need it mm -hmm. you know if i want to hire somebody it's like yo y'all know any any brothers cutting trees down if i gotta go to the mexican or the white man i'll do that right but if i can go help my man out i'll do that too you know what i mean right. and i expect you know i don't expect no different from white folks doing it i don't expect no difference from mexicans or hispanics doing it. that's what they do anyway 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just up to us to do it. And well, mm-hmm. it's I'm glad people start talking ownership finally. Mm-hmm. You know, I think with mm-hmm. Nipsey, I think with Hoteps, I'm not gonna uh, exclude us because I think we were I think we were uh like it or not, we were kind of what's the word for it? Uh ahead of, of our time. time. No, I think we're part of this influence of uh you know ownership talking ownership and stuff like oh, that. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. You know uh we're Dr. the only Paul Anderson. Yeah, like LLC Twitter, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we, we, I think we were we were um we contributed to that. Yeah, cuz I you know what I think what what it happened was I think we took the bullets. Like mm. somebody had to stand up to these people and it mm. was us. Mm-hmm. Now all everybody else started branching off like man they're not we don't care what they say screw them too you know what I mean so I think everybody after they seen us take these bullets and we're still standing yeah. everybody else wanted to jump in and like oh uh, we can do it too and that's I, I'm glad that happened because I think other black voices needed to be heard yes. you know that's what I I would try to get to these these jokers that were trying about hotels like why would you want to stifle another black voice. Mm. They love doing it. Like mm. they're such. I can't take these. I mean, oh, I don't want to talk. Why? Why do you? Yeah. Why do you? Why do you think? Why do you think they want to stamp out our voice so much? Because they're doing what the white liberal tell them to do. <laughs> you know that man. The white liberal, <laughs> the guys whipping that fucking ass. <laughs> so they they under full control of the white liberal, and the white liberal said, "Hotep bad attack." Pretty much. Hmm. Pretty much. The same, the same white supremacists they complain about. Yeah, they see they don't know. They don't know that. You know, I mean, they don't, they don't. Let's be honest, some people don't have the foresight or the vision or the third eye to see it. You know what I'm Mm. saying? You gotta at least be open to seeing what happened in America. You know, like they killed that white man right back there. You know, anything, (laughs) and if they got the power. In the conspiracy to kill the kill the president of the United States. Can, to watch to be in the building when Malcolm X was in there. To kill King. A Joker in a riot is nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the stuff we're seeing is agitated, is planned. You know what I'm saying? Like they knew they were gonna have riots all the summer. Mm. How they know that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had that shit ready. Yeah. Like, and I swear, you know, the 2016 was more evident. You know, the Dallas Bull, that was, come on, man. Like, come on. That was, that bull was, what was that guy's name? I forget his name. Chris Dorner? No, not Dorner. The, the cop, the, 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 the dude in Dallas. Remember, in 20, I think it was 26, 2017. 2016. Dude in Dallas. What he do? Oh, 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 with the black car. I think no, his name is Makai X. Makai X, I think his name is. Oh, was. oh, the Hebrew Israelite. Who <laughs> was he was doing playing Call of Duty with them jokers out in the street? <laughs> did you see him duck around the pole? <laughs> Yo, he did them jokers dirty, man. He it looked like it looked like Treadstone. When I keep saying Treadstone, and that's something I want I want our credit, man. With the air, give us our credit, man. I'm starting people saying Treadstone. Like, give us our credit, man. I <laughs> give us our roses. You know, if people talk giving us our roses, we we setting so many trends out here, man. Like, I don't. <laughs> we the lost count. 
<laughs> we did, you know. Like, I didn't even know that shit would catch on, man. I kept saying it, but you know, we, you know, you, like learning from you, you Brandon and stuff like that. You know, um, you can, uh, you in your book, you know, minute Twitter uh, joint. Yeah, yeah, man. It was like now Grifton. You know, come on, man. Like, <laughs> we take it to another level. We took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. They grift and we branding. <laughs> <laughs> and they wonder why they can't take us out and why we still here, no matter how hard they try. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, wait, what did I? All right. Uh, Fudge Mail, MF Doom, still on the run, the run and unk Jedi mind tricks. Um, I butchered that. I'm sorry, Fudge. Vado, what up? He said, what are your thoughts on Trump banning critical race theory from government institutions? Um, huh. oh, that's a good question. John Jay, race mixing, bad and cringe. <laughs> Megan Moakley, uh, what's with this BLM movement admiration of Xi Peng, ruler of China? So many of the members praising China, calling them Africans of the East. Oh, boy. Uh, Hotep Tiger, what up? He said, uh, look what they did to Marcus Garvey. The black liberals need to do better and know who their allies are. Yeah, they locked they locked up Garvey. You know what I mean? He snitched on that. That you know what I'm saying W.E.B. Du Bois was the first Takashi 69. Said, look, they go right there. Get them, boys. They arrested Marcus Garvey. That's real talk. Um, but you're right, man. I think that's the thing, like diversity of thought, man. You know, I, you know, it, how I became a troll How? was um, I was saying, like, you remember I was on my Ali Shakur esoteric shit and niggas was saying, like, yo, you trolling. And I'm like, trolling? Nah, this is some, this is deep knowledge. Like, this is from ancestors, dog. And I'm like, oh, things people never heard of comes off as like, like the whole period conversation, right? Like, women ain't supposed to get their period. Right? No, remember no, niggas no. just... Remember, you used to think like you was trolling. It was just like, nah, we got this straight out of Dr. Layla Africa's book. It's on page 35. <laughs> 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 right? And so then that's like kind of like when I realized like, oh, you can say things people never heard of and they get upset about it. Right. And and now and that's like goes to like what your your point is, like, you know, that that monolithic thought that the black community has. Yeah, it's so it's so disgusting, man. How do we break through? How do we get how do we get through to the shine? Um, we gotta keep grinding, you know what I'm saying? Like, um you know, we're we're blessed we start this podcast, you know, and I I, I think we're starting to reach people that like I, I never even expected we reached before. Um, we're just gaining popularity and, and I never thought we we'd have. You know, that's that's where everybody can do this, you know. Um podcast is a new weapon you know what i'm saying in, in the information war um you know it's it's easy you know, you know like a lot of people are you know running or, or jogging or walking you can listen to that you know much easier than you know radio and stuff like that that's another you know you gotta get the information out there and let the people decide um because once they see a w one thing i'll tell you about the shine once they see a wave they're gonna jump on it you know um and you, somebody just has to be come up, come up in, in with a big enough wave and they'll and they'll get right on it. I guarantee it. So you're saying basically when we pull up in the Ferraris, <laughs> <laughs> say, 
We're going to have to get you a big, stupid Uncle Hotep chain, too. <laughs> I don't know if you have to go that far. But, uh, yo, um, yeah, if you see, uh, if they see, uh, you know, if we can continue to progress or somebody else can can break through, you know, they'll 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 open they'll open some eyes. You know, um, it definitely will. Uh, but it's mm. it, you know, they got a stronghold. You know, uh, one thing, uh, you know, the Shine community has. We got to stop with this. Uh, you know, we have to have nuclear families back. You know, and it's there's a fight with that right now. Mm. Um, you know, it's. You know, some of these women will even troll, like, why is a man even needed? Like, I, I don't know if you saw that tweet last week. Mm. Um, you know, this is, we got to stop that, you know. Uh, and I think black men have to step up. Mm. You know, I think we have to step up all in all aspects, you know, um, education-wise, um, health-wise, uh, we we can't be just slanging that BBC, man. We we got to we got to get our, we got to tighten up, man. I think that would that's the primary thing. I think we got to tighten up. If black men tighten up, then I think uh, black women will tighten up. Uh, they're not going to follow nobody's lead. There's no one to follow. They're not going to follow some shine. They were like, man, I can do this my own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think if black men step up, I think um, I think the culture will, will follow. You know, but uh, you gotta stay strong, man. There's too many times these black men will just, you know, they'll cook out and and I don't know, they'll just they'll just do whatever the the woman says. You know, I like I I don't get it. You know, so I I you know I I was raised in a, in a, my mom and dad was in I had a nuclear family growing up, even though they split up, but uh, my mom was never like. You know, the uh, wannabe leader, you know, or anything like that. She was like, go, go to your dad, go get Leslie. You know what I'm saying? It was like, when something came up, it was him. It was, he had to dig in his, in his pocket to get something done. You know what I mean? The, the, the get new oil heater or something or fix the roof. You know, I mean, nowadays it's, it's all, it's all, it's all backwards. You know, Carl was, you know, Carl was civil right. You know, a lot of people should follow him. He was, he was drawing on them today because he was talking about uh he can't be a nanny and a breadwinner and you know he was talking about his you know it's his job you know to to be the breadwinner in the family mm. and we got so far away from that 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 mm. people were digging in on, like like even if it's not the case for you that's what you should be uh, trying to, uh, to strive to be you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know we got it so backwards that you know like looking after kids is 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 uh is frowned upon you know mm. like there, there's no better there's no more important role in the house than raising the children there isn't you know what i'm saying you that's the one you're teaching the next generation you know um i know i i i, I might be bidding on about doing the virtual learning but you know at at the same time i'm conscious that i get to spend more time with my daughter mm. you know like i'm you now i'm not going to get this youth back you know, yeah. I'm not going to get this this childhood back, you know, memories back. At least I get to spend more time with her, you know what I mean? And I try to push her when I when I can, you know what I'm saying? Because they're not going to be young forever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think we just got to get more involved with, you know, kids. And I do think, you know, black fathers are stepping up, but it's like the ones that are in the lives are good. 
but when they're out, they're out. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like, that's where I think that the, the disconnect is coming from. Like there's too many that, that just aren't there at all. You know what I mean? But the ones that are there, I think they go do a good job. And I think those numbers are correct. I think they, they spend more time with, you know, the kids than, than other races. But I think there's such a dearth that it doesn't make a difference. Because even if even if there's three out of ten that don't have, you know, fathers out of life, that's that's three kids that might be fucked up. And that draws, you know, that that eventually that number adds up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nah, real talk. You know, that's powerful what you said. You know, I spent a ton of time with my kids, you know, and I was talking to an investor, you know, last week and he was asking me about, you know, like, you know, how much money I'm looking to put into startups like companies. And I'm like, I'm like saving up to do that because I'm trying to put 10K into my son. I'm trying to put 20K into my daughter. <laughs> like, right. these are my startups, right? Like, yeah, I have these tech companies, but. I can't put 20K into one of my tech companies before I put 20K into my kid. Right. <laughs> and I ain't talking about college. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like shipping them. So like you, yeah, it's so powerful what you said, man. And like with these kids, yo. And I know you spend a lot of time with your kids. I see them, you know, you flick it up on the gram and that's beautiful, man. You know, just being a father is so, is so, so important. Uncle Hotep Factor, 8 p.m. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Eastern time, right? Yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing tomorrow. I mean, this Sunday is a holiday. Uh, we might do something, but I might. If I don't, uh, I'm gonna do Monday. I might try to get Patriot Day in there. Um, just uh, follow my YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, I've been. I'm back posting videos. They, they, the YouTube. Let, the white man put his took his his foot off our neck. So back, <laughs> back to back to the YouTube grind. You know. Uh, I, I, hey, just take advantage. You know, that's one thing we got to do is take advantage. You know what I'm saying? Um, keep it moving. But I, I appreciate everybody that uh, came through tonight. You know, it was, uh, I, I was, I was hesitant. I always wanted, I was hesitant about telling, saying some certain things, you know, but it was, I don't know, it felt good to get certain things that off my chest, you know what I mean? But that's, I, I told it, that's how I grew up, you know what I mean? There's some, some people's, um, you know, is ugly. Some parts of my life, life or people's lives are ugly, man. You just got to get through it. Mm, yeah. I mean, like when you said that, like there's some things you didn't want to share, like my whole childhood, I don't want to share. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's a lot I don't want to share because um, it was fucked up. You know, it was, it was it, as much good as I had. It was a lot of fucked up shit that happened. You know, and when you said the only child thing that resonated when you said you was in the suburbs, then you had your cousins. I was, you know, in the crack house or whatever. Like, yeah, me too. Like all that shit resonated with me. But um, I definitely agree. Like there's some shit, you know, I don't you know, want to say. But I think one day I'll tell somebody somewhere I'm trying to have a white man give me a check for it. (laughs) 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 That's it. (laughs) <laughs> but uh nah it's a great talk man you know i want to get you up here and um you know i've been growing in popularity with my interviews and i want to make sure we came up here to talk to you everybody knew who my partner was um hotep nation and um yeah man thanks for coming through cool man thanks appreciate it already y'all it's been another one uncomfortable conversation 
I'm gonna be back next week with Jason Whitlock. So make sure y'all subscribe. That's gonna be a wild, wild episode. Jason Whitlock, Otep Jesus. We're gonna talk a lot of shit. We're gonna talk about a lot of LeBron James sports shit. What's going on? Uh, Hotep Tiger said, HJ, thank you for sharing this interview. Unc, you are a role model to us all. God bless. Word up. John Jay said, uh, Marcus Garvey probably rolling in his grave because he's race mixing shines. <laughs> Patriot J, great conversation. F you, John Jay. I'm out of here. Y'all be safe, y'all. All right, man. Peace. All right, y'all.